Genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, a once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics today. I'm your host, Adam Sheehan, and I'm here today with your panel of co-hosts, Sean Petit. What's up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. Hey-o. As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we may ruin them for you. We'll also throw some timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything you may or may not have read. Our top stories today are Strange Adventures number one by Tom King, Mets Jared, and Doc Shaner, and Strange Academy number one by Scotty Young, Humberto Ramos, and Edgar Delgado. Nice. I threw the colorists in this time. Oh, nice. Aw. We never give the colorists That's any sweet. shouts. Nice. So. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like we should be doing that, but like the amount of research I had to do to do the social media is already like too much. On like Wednesday morning, I'm just like feverishly Googling <laughs> Twitter handles. Of the writers and artists, so like we love the artists or the the colorists. I just uh, I'm lazy. That's really what it comes no, down same. to. Same. Yeah. It's just yeah. these two books happen to have all three like. Well, on for, the masthead, for so Strange like, Adventures, right. Mitch Gerards and and Doc Shaner are both the artists. Oh, yeah, that was a tag team effort. Yeah, it yeah. was the um, Doc Shaner did all the space art and Mitch did all the Earth art, but we'll talk about that later. Cool man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how's y'all's week been? Since last Wednesday. It's another week that we had. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very happening. nice out today. It's, it's, it's lovely a lovely day it's outside lovely. as we yeah. record. It's, I mean, it's going to be even nicer tomorrow. Are we, doing, are we doing weather talk? Are we doing small talk right now? We are a little bit. Mm, yeah. it, it's also, we're recording this on Sunday and um, uh, daylight savings time just happened. Oh sure yeah, did. it did. Yeah. It took my fucking hour. Why are we still doing this? I don't know. Because we're up. all farmers, duh. <laughs> even, I, I, all right, so even if you're a farmer. Why does it make sense to to turn the clock back? Why not? Because just... you don't want to be farming for like two hours in the darkness. Sure, you, you but just, just set your alarm yeah, a little bit because early. Because no that's, one that's really understands Kronos, and we have to appease him somehow. <laughs> <laughs> this is our this is our ritual sacrifice. Yeah, yeah right. Like to Kronos, everyone uh, has to give up an hour to appease Kronos. I hate it. My the clock in my car is going to be wrong for another six months. Oh, that's just a you problem. <laughs> mine's mine's synced up. Apparently, I don't know. Because oh, you got an internet car. Apparently. You got, yeah, you got one of them smart cars. Yeah. It tries to kill you, but its clock is correct. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Uh, also, happy International Women's Day as of, you know, while we're recording this. Um, you guys can congratulate me on being a woman anytime now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh you oh you meant now. Anytime now. Oh, I guess congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. On being a woman. I've Thank done you. it. Congratulations on bullying us into congratulating you. <laughs> I did it. It is her day, so I know. <laughs> we should say it. Uh, when's International Men's Day? It actually tomorrow. does exist. Yeah, it's, it's in tomorrow. November. Just and the next day. Yeah, every other day. day you get that. 364 days. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, and don't forget it. No, I also, I, I haven't left the house in like three days out of fear of coronavirus. So you yeah. just brought three other people in your. I know. I'm panicking right I now. I also want to mention that I do work in the tourist section of Philadelphia. I know. So I'm just saying. yeah. No, your coworker Brian made a post, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Because he was just like, I will absolutely be the person. He's you know also who gets it. touching his face more in protest. Just of just of mostly fuck with me. I I can't stop touching my fucking face. Yeah, which uh, nobody really can. It's just it's a it's an effort to touch your face less is really what it is. But he's 
going out of his way to touch his face more and threatening to touch my face to, to just like <laughs> be a shitty older brother about it. <laughs> uh, my coworker gave me this uh, this Chrome extension that uses your your computer's webcam and machine learning, where anytime you touch your face, the browser turns red and starts to shake. Um, that's horrifying. So that's been helping. Get that away from me. <laughs> that's been helping. I don't need my computer to. Oh no! No, I, I took one look at that. I was like, "There's no way I'm using this." <laughs> You're just giving Chrome open access to stare at you. Yeah, I was like, I was like, you lost me at webcam and machine learning. Yeah, yeah right. I don't need it to know everything about my face and like <laughs> deep fake me somewhere else. Like, right? Yeah, I don't. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. No, thank you. But yeah, no, I've been I've been doing good. I did realize that all the food I bring to work is finger food. So that's bad. Just wash your hands. Yeah, but like I, I'm working. I can't like take a break. To, so like I'm like, so I'm, I'm like, it's literally t- turn the page, wash your hands. I'm yeah, like yeah. eating a little piece of like trail mix and then washing my hands, then eat a little piece of trail mix, then wash my. <laughs> turn the page, wash your hands. Yeah, it's literally oh. that. Ironically, in a comic book store. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah we're uh, we're all gonna die yeah it's fine it's fine we're doomed we're all gonna get the flu real bad just don't be around any children or elderly yeah Yeah. done (laughs) yeah piece of cake (laughs) i don't have to change anything about my lifestyle for that (laughs) can't wait for my mom to come visit next month that's gonna be cool yeah (sighs) hopefully she'll be Great. I keep calling my mom and telling her not to leave the house yeah oh whatever you do don't leave the house yeah yeah a compromised immune system no don't leave the house yeah Jesus. Um, yeah. And I've touched my face like 97 times since we brought up the subject. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's when you want to touch your face is when you're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're just all sitting here touching each other's faces. Uh, I'm going to touch your face with my face. How about that? Oh. Whoa. That's inappropriate. <laughs> I know it's International Women's Day and all, but calm down. <laughs> we need some level of decorum. <laughs> we need an HR of, of this podcast. I think it's me. I think I'm the HR. I think oh, yeah, you, you are. Totally yeah. Are. <laughs> but only about certain things. Otherwise, you just it's chaos. I just I just run all my political and, and, and edgy jokes by you before I post them on social media. That's yeah. that makes that makes you my HR. We were saying before we turned the mics on that I Casey is my barometer for if something goes too far, but she's not my barometer for if something goes too far enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want that tattooed on me. Where? <laughs> Anywhere. Just, the the neck- only space I have left. Is that gonna be your neck tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> or just right on your forehead oh yeah there we go uh, all right so people just know everything just look at your forehead they're like all right i know what's up that's fair yeah <laughs> all right, let's talk about some comic books all right uh sean why don't you kick us off okay so i'm gonna do daredevil by chip zardsky and marco Chichetto. it's daredevil number 19 and it's number 19 thank you casey part one of two of uh kitchen do they need to know all that damn I mean, is there anything else that we need to uh it's from marvel comics <laughs> yeah i've never heard of a daredevil by marvel uh he's a new character just started only 19 issues in yeah yeah yeah, yeah. ignore that legacy number 631 <laughs> so essentially this is kind of becoming the culmination of so far pretty much the entire run that yeah everything doing. chip's been doing is um essentially we have a by the book detective who uh really doesn't like daredevil um matt murdoch trying not to be daredevil and then the this coalition of these two super rich like obscenely rich people basically buying out 
the police department to stay out of Hell's Kitchen so they can essentially just destroy it and just buy everything for like pennies on the dollar. Yeah. They're trying to destroy the property value so they can buy it up and then gentrify it. Yeah. So yeah. through the many twists and turns, the detective... Weird. I'm in that season of Shameless right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in that season of living in Philadelphia right now. Yeah. <laughs> Always sunny. Season 10. Um, so now... Daredevil, Matt Murdock, and, oh Matt Murdock, sorry, not Daredevil. Bad. Matt Murdock Spoilers. and Cold North, <laughs> they've like kind of teamed up because Matt Murdock is like, dude, I got to do what I got to do because sometimes you can't as a police officer. And he finally like got to the point where he like he understands that. Yeah, because the rest of the police officers are completely corrupt because corrupt, they've been yeah. bought out. So he's just like, well, I don't want to be corrupt, so I'd rather be a bad cop than a bad person yeah he'd rather like not follow orders than let people just die so basically he's like any cop that wants to help me let's go to hell's kitchen because currently crossbones rhino stilt man man. uh bullseye and i believe bullet i don't know who bullet is bullet is uh as i thought it was winter soldier light it's what it looks like yeah yeah. um are currently just blowing shit up all over hell's kitchen just wrecking it and there's there's even cops barricading Hell's Kitchen so no one can even get in. So, like, completely corrupt plan uh, going full for, full force here. Yeah. So they're, they're full DMZ at the moment. Yeah, pretty much. So North and Murdoch, they charge in to go try to help some people. But in the midst of all that, the, the people of Hell's Kitchen are kind of, as they have been, are taking up arms against these people. Like, some have, like, Daredevil masks. Some are just... Just picking up a baseball bat and just wh- trying to whack Bullseye and Stiltman. <laughs> just doing whatever they can. Stiltman. Yeah, to protect. He kind of looks badass with his art. Like, he, he looks, does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the only been, time he ever has. He's always been, like, my favorite lame villain. Yeah. <laughs> Here, like, like, they make him look a lot cooler. Do, not, I think it's the art. Not Turner Decentry. Just has a huge old-timey bicycle. <laughs> You're just making that up. That's not I'm real. I'm not. That's it's not a Marvel real. Turner D Century. That's <laughs> awful. I may have to change my mind about some things. <laughs> you have opened my like eyes. Like everything. Yeah. <laughs> it just changed my whole I worldview. I quit, you guys. <laughs> so a lot of this issue is action. Uh, the art is phenomenal. I know we've talked about it a little bit before. But a lot of it's action. But eventually, Mur- Matt Murdock, again, running around with a huge black bandana covering his eyes. It's like yeah Doc, he, he's in ninja on, mode come on dude like you're not why are you even trying to hide at this point like Especially, everyone's gonna figure okay, it out here's the other thing they have revealed his his secret identity so many times like and it's all been like undone by in like various ways yeah but how many redheads are there that are like built and attractive uh and could just walk around not with- many <laughs> And just, no, I'm just kidding. I could just walk around without being, without using and, eyes. And with like nin- yeah, ninja it's skills and blind. And it's just, I feel like you're narrowing down the, the like, it would be easy to pick out who it was. Yeah, that's to alienate any of our redheaded listeners. No, no, no. I just mean like, it's you You stand out. I yeah, don't mean no, this, I you know. No, I, I mean my joke <laughs> about jumping in and saying not many. <laughs> so essentially, he he's seen these daredevils, one of which he rescued earlier, talking about, um, kind of like Hell's Kitchen and how the people, they help everyone, they fight, they, you know, they're all in it together, united, and, like, Daredevil's become their symbol, and he almost tainted it by uh, accidentally murdering somebody. Oops, sorry. Rude. Earlier, it happens, earlier, I guess. Yeah. And then, um, it doesn't, but it's basically not. just kind of really uh, realizing why he wants to defend Hell's Kitchen, because they didn't have to do that, and he's like, 
all right, I gotta, I gotta help these people. So eventually at the end, you got Bullseye just making very quick work of regular people because, you know, he's Bullseye. Um, and then he just starts yelling. He's like, God, really? Is there no fucking end to these, to you fake Daredevil? And he just throws a knife at one of them. Uh, and then a hand catches a knife saying, not fake Lester, just Daredevil. And it's Matt Murdock in the Daredevil mask. But just, just also regular clothes. Just back to being Daredevil now. He's yeah. finally like, because he, this whole time he's been like fighting Daredevil's bad. I can't do it because I killed that guy and I, everything's wrong. I should never have done this, but it's finally come full circle and he's got the mask back on and he's going to try to be Dare, maybe be Daredevil it. again. So Daredevil finally contains Daredevil. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Matt no, Murdock, Daredevil. It's contained some fake Daredevil. Yeah, a lot of other... This. Other people trying to pick up the mantle in his absence, and that's like he's he's feeling guilty for those people getting hurt, and he's feeling guilty for yeah. the the accidental murder, and he's a lot of a lot of guilt, guilt um, in I don't the know Daredevil. If you've read Daredevil before, um, <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a guilt theme. and stereo. Yeah, it's a it's a big theme, but it did this, and then the other big reveal in this, as amongst the craziness, uh, Matt Murdock's been talking to this nun that he uh, at this in the local church, uh, but amidst again the cra- guilt. Yeah, and amidst the craziness, she kind of like starts having like a kind of like panicking and freaking out, and it's revealed that it's Typhoid Mary in disguise. How did how did she fit all of her hair under under there? <laughs> I don't know, man. Because that's um, there's a lot of it. Yeah, it's the wild. The big reveal is insane. There's so much hair to reveal. Uh, that's a that's a bad habit. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, 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 we set that up, and RJ wouldn't knock it down. RJ just wasn't gonna do it. It's just too much. <laughs> He's crying. <laughs> just- That's awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so this is the only art I've ever. This I've been loving every issue with Daredevil. Uh, this is the only art I've ever seen where Stiltman looks cool. Um, so Chichetto like knocking out the park. There's. Like, look at him. He looks badass, right? Like, it's very it's badass. Too, like, it's the only time Stiltman's ever looked cool. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'm Stiltman, motherfucker. Like, he is in it. He's ready to go. <laughs> oh, I mean, he's, he's hanging out with all these, like, super bad dudes. Like, legit, yeah. So he's like, maybe I finally made it. I don't know. But this is not really about Stiltman, sorry. <laughs> they were just um, like, we needed a guy who could reach the top shelf. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> they got Rhino to open the pickle jar. You know, I get yeah. it. Um, That's almost like you two. Why we keep you guys around. Thanks. Adam's for top shelf. You're for pickle jar. <laughs> <laughs> I could live with that. Uh, so I'm the Stiltman? Oh, yeah, you're, you're our Stiltman. <laughs> <laughs> you're all fired I, we were just talking about how much we like Stiltman <laughs> I mean if it makes you feel any better that obviously makes me Typhoid Mary ew <laughs> I know Yeah, that's unfortunate <laughs> especially if I get Corona yeah I mean I am going to disinfect everything y'all touch when yeah. you leave lice all down these microphones real yeah. hard yeah. I've, been wash- I've washed my hands four times already no, I'm just, uh, just once it's okay. <laughs> um, but this uh, this run like I I really think it has a like we've maybe been spoiled. Like Daredevil's had some pretty good writers. I feel like this one might be one of the ones that they start talking about as like one of the Daredevil writers because it's like it's a modern classic. He's talking about similar themes in Daredevil, but they feel completely new and different with how this character is. Like, yes, guilt is always a thing with Matt Murdock, but this is a different type of thing. Like, he's not. It, it it's 
a really good take on the character. And also, like, I think it's really interesting. Number one, um, you know, he's always been dealing with the vigilante versus the law. But to do it in a time when, like, Black Lives Matter and, like, police brutality is so, like, in the zeitgeist. Yeah. I think is really influencing the book. And also, um, they've always addressed it, but kind of just ignored the fact that uh, Hell's Kitchen, a.k.a. Chelsea, is one of the most expensive neighborhoods in, in New York. And so, like, to address the gentrification aspect and the, like, community aspect of Daredevil, finally, like, from, yeah. like a, from a financial standpoint, I think it's really cool. I feel like he's just, you know, he's making it modern in a way that is poignant. Yeah, he's updating the character in a way. But, like, it's just, it's really, it's so good. Yeah. Like, I, if he's on this book long enough, I think it's going to be one of those ones that people buy as... It, fe- it feels like it's at a crescendo, like with issue twenty, since he's back to being Daredevil, and like I'm really hoping that it keeps going. I don't know, what, um, you know, how many more issues are solicited after this, but like, hopefully I hope a lot keep... more. Yeah, hopefully. Because then they could just write him being Daredevil, yeah. fighting still. Finally, but they have to deal with the owl still, because <laughs> the owl's just been killing motherfuckers this yeah, whole time. The owl Ooh. and that mob boss. <laughs> oh, oh God! It's been like twenty issues since you did that joke, and it still hits. Oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> um but yeah he's just he's basically the the, he's like the big uh recipient of this because like he they're basically just like killing his competition and like driving all the people out of hell's kitchen to the territory that he owns so he's like all right sweet this is great (laughs) yeah he's basically like the new the new kingpin since the kingpin is is the mayor yeah it's it's awesome though that whole story arc with with kingpin was awesome uh, at the dinner party. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh! So yeah, Kingpin trying real hard. Not Him to be trying Kingpin. not to be Kingpin, and that's a lot of it. It's like these char- <laughs> some of these he people. Couldn't, he couldn't make it through like the appetizers. No, before, without killing somebody. Before literally just snapping someone's neck. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. Yeah, and there's a lot of characters that are like that. They're trying to fight like whatever they believe their true nature to be, and they can't for one reason or the other. For like, better just, or for worse. They, yeah, they yeah. can't. Uh, they they just are who they are, and that I feel like that's the other big theme in a lot of these. It's it's great. I I look forward to it every month now, now that this book's coming out. Heck it's yeah. great. So go out and read it. It's probably a couple of trades. I highly oh, yeah. recommend yeah. it. All right. Yeah. Casey, what you got? I know you're excited about this. So one. I want I want to say first and foremost that any and all opinions are mine and not <laughs> y'all's. Jeez. Um, to any any listeners that might be offended by uh, just how aggressive I am with my opinions. Any of our billionaire listenings? Yeah, listeners yeah. I'm sorry if you're. I'm actually, no, I'm not sorry if you're a billionaire. If you're a billionaire, I, I'm going to piss yeah, you if off. You're, if you're crying to your dollars. <laughs> no, look. If you're a billionaire and you're listening, go to duelinggenre.com/support. <laughs> <laughs> and uh that's a good place to give us all of that money we yep. appreciate your patronage <laughs> <laughs> so this is billionaire island number one uh by mark russell and steve pug um man yeah Whew. so we, we talk about mark russell a lot on this on this podcast and uh he's kind of dipped his toe into like political like uh the comedy you know with the flintstones and so- some of the stuff in uh uh wonder twins but man this one Whew. So he went full bore uh, and I love it. And it, and it's uh, w- there, there couldn't have been much more of a me book this week. Um, so it starts out and it's uh, this dude named Rick Canto, who's a founder of Bell Canto social media productions and owner of Agricorp foods. Uh, so just a, just a weird billionaire. And he's doing it at an, a commercial for their new uh, billionaire Island. And basically it starts out just being like, 
you know, despite us all uh, denying it, we know that climate change is real and it's happening. And there's beachfront property is no longer an investment in it was was and grimy climate refugees are everywhere. Grimy, grimy climate, climate refugees. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, all we do is create jobs for them, and yet the American worker just seems to get sassier. And then it's like a dude who's like, I have a PhD, but he's in like a like a rabbit costume, like somebody's <laughs> handing him a broom. Uh, and the, spinning a sign yeah. yeah yeah and the recent wave of attacks by the terminally ill well it's made everyone antsy then it's like this woman who was like her terminal illness so she's so she straps a uh a suicide vest on and just goes kills these like like uh <laughs> no, medicare and, ceo and the line it's like and now it's become terminal for all of us <laughs> as she's which I thought was such a ridiculous that line. That is a bit much. Yeah, it was a lot. Yes. And this is the first two pages. This is just yeah. the first page, yeah. <laughs> um, so the guy's like, let's face it, there's never been a more dangerous time to be a billionaire, but there's a way to have the best of both worlds, mind-boggling sums of money and suicide bomber-free lifestyle. <laughs> so Freedom Unlimited is the name of the billionaire island, and basically it's a, it's a floating island, a mechanical island, so it doesn't, it's not affected by rising sea levels. And they have um, automated drones that keep climate change refugees from coming towards the island. There's just a boat of people trying to get on the island and the drone and, and and carries them away. Them away. Yeah. And on the drone, it just says F.U. Island. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> I didn't see that. Which is, fine, which is great. Freedom Unlimited. That's really good. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so this is just the fire Festival. If it were successful. Yeah, if it was the real. fire Festival, if the person running it was competent. Yeah. And, this is this is Are you uh, saying Ja Rule can't run a festival? I'm not saying Ja Rule, I'm talking about that other dude. <laughs> ja, ja Rule was just a name yeah. attached. Uh, Which is like Unfortunately. Maybe get a better name. I don't no, I don't feel bad couldn't. for anyone in that situation, even Ja Rule. Yeah, there's uh, no, there's I don't such feel... a level of Schadenfreude. <laughs> uh, it's not good. So anyway, we cut to um a billionaire's bedroom and this this commercial has been playing on his TV while there is a man who has bound him to the bed and is basically you know coercing him to talk. Um so this guy basically um explains to him he's he's like, "Oh, so you're um you're in charge of Agricorp. You're in charge of the um the humanitarian aid that you've been like sending to um like refugee camps." And he's like, "Oh, you're also in charge. You engineered the sterility virus." And you're testing it through the emergency food aid. He's like, yeah, well, I was stationed at one of those refugee camps. And uh, me and my family were also eating the same food that they were eating. Turns out that the sterility virus, uh, also, if you, have a, if you carry a specific antigen, it mutates and gives you a virus that is uh, Ebola's overachieving little brother. Yeah, super Ebola. Yeah, basically. you get super Ebola if yeah. you just happen to be unlucky enough to have this antigen and eat this uh, food. with Humanitarian the delivered food. Yeah, you know because you don't. That have number any. one makes you sterile. Yeah. best case scenario. Or just flat out. Number you. two gives you Ebola, basically. <sighs> this oh, is actually, okay. This is the second time that um, Mark Russell has mentioned the um, sterility in in the food because remember in that um uh swamp thing it, it was they were they were oh, yeah. they were engineering yeah, yeah, yeah. the plants that created a crop that was that would make the next crop it's sterile true. does mark russell know something that we don't i is he trying to tell some don't tell us something doubt that this isn't real because like it yeah like isn't it, the whole justification for it like population control yeah the guy's like no, i've got the a population- lot of prepackaged food to throw out when we're done here <laughs> But yeah, no, he's basically the, the, the guy who's, who's, um, you know, strapped to the bed basically says, uh, 
Um, it's, it's, I'm a humanitarian, damn it. In 20 years, this planet's agricultural yield will support half of its current population. Mass sterilization is the only way to bring down the, the population without starvation or war. And he's just like, oh, cool. Yeah, great. And he's like, oh, we're beta testing the antigen. Like, you know, tries to, tries on to. On people. Yeah, on people. <laughs> that is not a, a, on a QA team I want to be on. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I think that's, I'll pass on that one. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I've had, I've been through some disastrous beta tests before, but that's. Um, <laughs> yeah, this might be. This is a bad time. This might take the cake. <laughs> but it's even worse because, so the, this guy who was, wor- who was um basically as he was uh, a guard at these refugee camps uh his family all had the antigen his wife and son had the antigen so they died of the like mutated ebola thing so he's uh he's getting revenge which is uh the whole reason i'm which gonna love this book <laughs> he, 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 yeah and he gets revenge on the one guy by feeding him the food yeah he's just like let's beta test let's, it on you let, and let's see force feeds it yeah. yeah uh that's great um, so then we cut back to the uh, the guy who was doing the commercial before. I already forgot his name. This dipshit. Rick Canto. Bell, yeah, Rick Canto of Bell Canto Social Media and AgriCorp. He's also looking for him, and the commercial was playing. He's like, where is he? He's like, oh, oh well, that's convenient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the guy who was like, interrogating the one guy is like, I need to find Rick Canto. Oh, he's on Billionaire Island. He's on Island. TV, just <laughs> promoting <laughs> his location. Yep. Um, so then as he's uh, you know he's, he's just sitting there and this reporter named Shelly Bly uh, from the Miami Herald comes to interview him and she starts asking hard-hitting questions um, she's like oh you made your fortune in social media why do you want to buy AgriCorp and you know he's basically like people want social media but they need food and you know it turns out he's just gonna try and make everyone sterile and or die um, <laughs> pretty much yeah so she starts you know asking even harder questions and uh, oh god what, what did she um I forget exactly why he, but basically he like, he's like, okay, this interview's over. We're done here. She asked about the food program in Angola, which uh, is she, what the she guy specifically was, mentions Angola. Which is That's what, what it was. Which is the place where the, they, the, 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 the guy's wife and kid died. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, oh, this interview's over. And she's like, oh, I have more questions. Um, and he's like, oh, in that case, uh, why don't you come with me to Freedom Unlimited? We'll finish the interview there. And uh, he basically shoves her in a room. Where there's, tells you to go into the waiting room. Well, you go in the waiting room <laughs> where there's a bunch of other people that he's wanted to disappear and they're just, they've been locked there for years. And you're like, oh, journalist? Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> Let me guess, journalist? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a, a giant hamster it's cage. It's a giant hamster cage. <laughs> yeah, there's like a little water bottle. <laughs> and the, the guy's like drinking from it. <laughs> and there's a big hamster it's wheel. It's not great. Oh. That is, that is not it's good. not great. No. Yeah, the guy's like, yeah, I've been here for three years. It's like, uh, yeah, what? <laughs> the one guy's been there for three years was his accountant. He's like, oh, I'm finding some discrepancies. He's like, oh, why don't you go in the waiting room? And then like, <laughs> the the one chick was like an intern, like trying to prove herself. So that he like, he got sick of her because she was like trying to go too far up the ranks and just they in the hamster cage. <laughs> I don't know, man. Throwing a, a journalist in a hamster cage for three years, he's going to have one hell of a story when he gets out. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, That's going to be one of those, like, 80-page Vice articles. <laughs> the whole, and the whole yeah, kicker to this is the islands and international waters, so, like... Yeah, there are no laws. It's lawless, basically, um, so he can just do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, mm. so, so one, one other way that they uh, try to distract them is they just, like open up a fan and they just fan money into the gerbil cage and they're like out of my way they're like all like like scrambling for the and she's like what money doesn't mean anything when you're locked into friggin yeah, what, are you, cage. what are you gonna buy in a hamster cage yeah 
And she and the, more hamster. The girl, <laughs> the girl who was like the intern, she's just like, "You're missing the point. Why would they be paying us if they weren't going to let us out?" And it's just, she's just like, "Wow." To distract you, you dumb dumb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then and then uh, Rick Canto comes in and he's just like, "Oh, hey, what's up, guys?" And she's just like, "Oh, I have my phone. I've I've posted my GPS. Um, like they're coming to find me." He's like, "Oh, cool, because we're a moving island. See you later." <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Those dummy. GPS points are useless now. Um. <laughs> at least i can triangulate the direction the island's moving mm-hmm. probably yeah yep. Techno- not, yeah how fast know. can no. it move yeah it probably can't well it would probably just would move with the current so probably not very fast yep unless but- there's giant like let's not figure out island boat mechanics hey, whales <laughs> pushing it it's gonna run into krakoa at some point oh that's it's a good point <laughs> it's dangerous and then krakoa's gonna try to fuck it <laughs> no it's not gonna try Krakoa's gonna fuck that island. Uh, I, I think, mean, I think Krakoa has taste. I think, I think the billionaire is the one who's, uh, you know, consent is in question here. Come on, <laughs> billionaire island is definitely gonna make moves on Krakoa, whether it likes it or not. Damn. <laughs> um, but anyway, so the last page here is the uh, the guy from the beginning, the the guard who was uh, interrogated, who's trying to find Rick Canto, and he is setting up a tour of Billionaire Island. Because I'm assuming he managed to just get the money from, uh, you know, the guy that he that he fed the food to. Earlier. He's trying to use his identity. Yeah, because he says his last name of the guy that. He oh yeah, Spagnola was the guy's last name. And he's also got just so many guns. Yeah, like, so, uh, like Punisher level amounts of guns. Yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and like the whole city he's in is also like decrepit and falling apart. Uh. So I, it's I'm, good. It's like it's in like it's like twenty five or thirty years in the future. So it's like, in like five years. Let's no, it's be a, real. It says it's like well, I know, but it, I think it specifically says it's twenty forty four in the book. Yeah, I don't know. It's it could be tomorrow for all. So. Yeah, twenty forty four. Okay, the not go. so distant future. Yes. <laughs> Next uh, Sunday, AD. <laughs> Year of our Lord. Tomorrow. Uh, so uh, I just want to say billionaire shouldn't exist. <laughs> Here we go. Just want to say. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get your soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. This was okay. So I've mentioned it before that I bring home books to read on Tuesday nights so that I can read them and be prepared to answer questions on Wednesday, especially because there are so many number ones this week. Um, so I try to read all of the number ones just to like give recommendations accurately. I read it on Super Tuesday. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not. That's I'm, right. just like, I'm going back and forth looking at my phone and just like, oh, Biden won South Carolina. Cool. Let me just read Billionaire Island. Oh, oh, stocks of, of Medicare, of, of, of medical providers are going up. Awesome. Great. Can't wait. Let me just go yeah, back I, and read Billionaire Island. I had the same panic while I was editing last week's episode because oh. <laughs> I waited till like midnight. Nothing, nothing like a stroke in a comic book. <laughs> uh, yeah. And like, you were you were also doing another dystopian future book, Sean. Yeah. And instead of doing that first, because we didn't want to do this back to back, you d- read Daredevil, which is about billionaires buying up all the properties in the I know, Hell's I, Kitchen. I forgot about that part. In a, in a, <laughs> in a uh, what's it called? Um, land. What's the word? Real estate scheme. That's. The I word. just liked the punching and the kicking. <laughs> and so we we've got gentrification. We've got a- police brutality. We've got a billionaire island. Literal got billionaire a billionaire island. island. And then we're going to have weird dystopian uh, 
utopia cities. This is the last episode of the show. See you guys. <laughs> and we're just done. signing off. Yeah. On I, I came here to talk about <laughs> Ghostbusters, you guys. Yeah, I have I have fun books. Uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters and Turtles. So yeah, I'm sorry for um, yeah. I've it's a great got, book. Though. Got very polarizing opinions about a lot of things that I don't want that to dis you know discredit the podcast. But I also mean, I'm I I also want to point out that I have been trying to hold back <laughs> my opinions up until this point. This is me trying. I love, look, this, look, I love that this is you trying. This is me trying. <laughs> this is it's this is a byproduct of art. Like yeah, I mean we ran into this when we were covering the mask. Oh like, totally. Oh that's true. It artists are going to put their their uh, political, economic, social opinions in their art. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So you know we might just get a little bit more excited about certain topics adam sounds like he's trying to convince himself and no one else (laughs) no i'm just saying it's not it's not that polarizing like it's i mean it might be i don't know i don't know i don't think it is with our listeners i don't say i don't know what reality is anymore i just live in a leftist bubble where everybody wants to eat billionaires so i don't i don't know what normal is anymore i'm sorry I'm not that peckish today, so um, what wine maybe tomorrow. goes best with? Yeah, what can I pair rich? with that? Uh, box wine, oh, Franzia. Yeah, I knew, Franzia. I knew yeah. you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say. That. But like red or white? Uh, yeah. Probably red. Oh yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a red meat. Yeah, it's a red. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Exactly. You might have to break vegan to eat billionaires, but do it for the good of the people. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, I made I made some vegan chili the other night. It stunk up the house for like two oh, days. Oh yeah, no, I'll bet. Fake meat has a. It's got a pungent. It's a yeah. pungent smell. It was good. Yeah. But man. <laughs> but boy, did it smell. Yeah. <laughs> so will your farts afterwards. Oh, God. Well, that's just Dude, I was going to leave that part out of it. Yeah. No. That's just, that's just the fun of eating jelly. But Jeez, worse. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so I'm probably going to talk about this book every time. So I just want to preface it with, I'm sorry, but also eat the rich. Also vote for Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Enough. <laughs> Next book. (laughs) Uh, I've got Red Sonia number fourteen by Mark Russell and Bob Q. Back to back, back to back. Mark Russell's son. (laughs) Yes. Um. So it starts uh, on Hycrania, and they're not they're not doing so well. uh, (laughs) You know. Trying to feed out. Oh, do they have out. food shortages? Yeah, they're trying to figure out how to feed their people. <laughs> Oops. Um, Sounds familiar. Well, then, the, so the this one guy goes up to the the person who Red Sonia left in charge, and he's like, "Well, the peasants are used to st- are used to starving. In fact, it's sort of what they do their best at." And she's like, "Well, I'm a peasant." <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not cool, bro. Awkward. Um, <laughs> and then she's like, "Have you ever seen starvation? What it does to a people? First, the to die or the farm animals. This delays the famine in the short run, but improves the land for generations. Soon, you begin to notice the quiet, the silence that falls over every village and hamlet as all the animals disappear. First, dogs and cats, and squirrels and birds. Soon, even rats become a fond memory. And when there's nothing left to eat, people will boil shoe leather." They will strip fruit trees first of their fruit, and then when the fruit is gone of its leaves and bark, those trees will never bear fruit again. So, you know, it's Ooh. fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I read a book about the Dahmer party, and uh, that happened. Uh, the Indifferent Stars Above? Yeah. That book is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually, that book made me feel cold. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I love when basically they 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 starve so much that they boil their shoe leather, and then that makes them ravenously hungry again. So then they starve faster. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, that's just like oh, you've, you've ignited your stomach, and it's like oh, there's food. I'm I'm good now. Yeah. No, nope, you're, you're not, not good. But you're not. And, and bad. one of the one of the the side effects of hypothermia is you feel like you're starving. Yeah. So like they were actually just freezing to death, but they thought they were starving to death when really they probably could have survived a lot longer without food. And then there was that one part where they, if they had just gone over the one hill, they would have reached civilization, but they just took a turn instead. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, yeah, so she's like, uh, you know, when this happens, you see Stephen be human, you become a nation of ghosts. So what's riding on the success of Queen Sonia's mission? Uh, everything. Um <laughs> Then it goes no to pressure. it goes to Sonia and uh, she's in Katai and she's uh, being held at Spear Point Ooh. and they're gonna many take, spears. Gonna take her to the Tiger Room. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. So she gets to the. Uh, it could be a hip dance club. Ooh. Could, be. could be. Could be. Could the be. cocaine is great in the Tiger Room. <laughs> <laughs> so then we we meet the the new king of Katai and um he uh he's like oh it's great. It's great to see you in a non-burglary context. I hear you've gone from thief and beggar, uh, from thief to beggar. So a step up in the world, I suppose. And she's like, it's better than a traitor and a murderer. Ooh, damn. damn. Got him. <laughs> and uh, he talks, he's like, oh, is that a bleak yet threatening reference to the death of your mentor? And uh, Which we talked about on the last two. Yeah. He's framing her. For- so she killed the king, and then he killed... Um, his mentor, uh, and she knows that she knows the truth about. But he's framing he her, to yeah, that, for both murders. Yes, um, and uh, he he won't be allowed to be king if people find out what he did. So she's kind of like uh, the only. She's got like a, a blackmail against him, essentially. But she's um, got to prove it, and then. He's like, I suppose you're wondering why they call it the tiger room. And then it zooms out and she's in a giant tiger mouth. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that's, I guess it's better than what I was expecting, which is live tigers to maul her to death. <laughs> I like that the room well, is actually the shape of a tiger. That's great. It's, it's like the, uh, uh, what's it called? Aladdin when he goes into the, the sand kind of, dune. Kind of. But it's uh, better. The, ca- the cave of wonders. Yeah. 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 It's better than tigers to maul her to death because it just takes care of her in one go. She's like it. It's really, he's like, it's really easy to conduct uh, negotiations through it here because it resolves issues quickly. And the mouth just, it goes through a flashback of this guy. And he's like, uh, how the conquest goes? Like, well, we haven't actually won. And then the mouth closes and he Whoa. just gets squished. <laughs> Poor guy. I love the tiger room. The tiger it's room great. is fun. It's eccentric. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's like a Batman level uh batman villain level it's true yeah, yeah. It is. that is something king tut would have <laughs> yeah that he that he sells grandmother <laughs> uses grandmother's insurance for <laughs> man it's all all mark russell references just all wait did he back. write that issue too yeah oh my oh god, my god. I wow that. there you go oh man exactly yeah. what is issue was, it was an issue of that's the year of the villain riddler yes it was yeah, yeah, yeah. oh it's so good <laughs> so all right so then it goes back to hycrania and the 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 person in charge um and circus who is like her second in command they're um talking about what they should do and he's like well i when i was a slave in this other uh kingdom they would 
give out stones um and they had a number on them and the evens like one day the evens would get to eat and then the odds uh would get the day off and he's like they fed me corn husks so i was oddly pro famine because <laughs> they just had and uh so he's like all right i guess we'll do that and so they start handing out uh the numbered stones and uh immediately someone's like uh, my stone got taken. <laughs> uh, how how much for this stone? <laughs> oh, this they did not think this through. <laughs> and then uh, it cuts back to Katai and Sonia, and she's not negotiating well. So uh, her the person she traveled with decides to step in for her and is like, uh, "Majesty, you are a king, not a merchant. A true king does not haggle, but rewards service. The, this warrior has done more for you than." All your generals combined. So she's way better at speaking than Sonya just kind of wants to murder him. <laughs> yeah, I imagine Sonya's not a good negotiator. Yeah. Uh, of all of her skill sets, negotiation and tact is probably not... Like, like combat tact tactics, sure. But, like, yeah. not negotiation tactic. Mostly because she knows that she could murder him. Like, she has the physical with her, you know... To murder him, yeah, so yeah. and the desire, <laughs> yeah. Um, so essentially, she offers up herself, and he says, "Yeah, you, you can, and I'll feed you for five years if you become my war commander." Because he murdered all his generals, so they didn't know what he did. Um, but it, and he's like, "It makes your army useless," and it's just people like dropping spears. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. And then uh, it cuts back to Hycrania, and um, the their people are like cashing in the stones, but he's got he's like doesn't know which ones are even numbers. He's like, uh, which one's the right one for this day? And he's like, how many stones do you have? And they're like shaking him out. So the plan is terrible. <laughs> and the the guy who suggested a circus, he's like, well, it would work in a civilized society. Um, and then he's like. Uh, she's like, well, how long does this take to cure the famine in your kingdom? It's like, oh, it didn't. But the famine <laughs> oh. continued. Oh, good. Then we ended up playing another game where uh, on certain days the evens would eat and then the odds would get eaten. <laughs> Ooh. So they just That's rough. Fed. <laughs> so it's like, I don't think we're, uh, I don't think we're. Uh, you, you, you neglected to mention that part when you told me about the stone idea. I feel like we shouldn't have done this to begin with. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that was the, that's the second stone idea. Oh. Yeah. He's like, of course, this country may not be civilized enough for that solution. <laughs> so I was like, I'm starting to think maybe he's he doesn't have the best ideas about mm. how to run this place. Doesn't seem like it. Well, that's 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 where it ends. <laughs> it's, it's fun. Maybe people eating each other. It's yeah. always a great way to end a book. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just really interested in like you know Sonya becoming a war commander for a. For an enemy state, yeah, should that's, be that's gonna be fun. I I love the the way this introduces the new story arc. It's great. Yeah, and isn't that miniseries coming out of Kill Red Sonia? Like yes, soon. No, neat. Looking forward to it. All right. Uh, I have uh, Ghostbusters Year One Number Two Ooh. by Eric Burnham and Dan Shoning. Yeah, so this is a again we're 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 going through um there's this 
journalist that's interviewing all the Ghostbusters and talking about their first year in business. Mm-hmm. And we get a little bit more of an idea where our timeline is. I know we had a big argument over that last time. <laughs> this, this takes place before... Ghostbusters 1 and 2, or between Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Okay, so right after the events of 1, but before the Sometime before between the two. I don't know exactly how long, but th- yeah. there's mentions of um, the, the Vigo episode as a future event in this. Ah, like, got it. Like, there's details about Ghostbusters 2 as a future like thing. Like uh, Dana getting the job at the... Uh, at the museum, at the art museum. Like, yeah. Like that well, well, I didn't get a chance to read this. Th- there's a bit where um, it, Ray has an idea to open up his own bookstore. Ah, so okay. I'm like, ah, okay. There it is. Got there it. it is. And um, there, there's a bit where they're um, they're interviewing the psychics that um, Venkman was experimenting on, oh, and nice. one of them was like, "I keep having these dreams about a painting kidnapping a child." <laughs> 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 oh, that's great. So yeah, so. So we're she's interviewing Ray this time around, and we we get more information about the massive sponge mi- migration that he mentions in the first movie, which is pretty great. <laughs> oh, so many good little throwaway lines that are getting like their own. They're getting like fleshed out. Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty pretty funny. We also he also talks about how the three of them met, um, uh, Ray, Peter, and and Egon, and Egon with his big froey hair and um, Doctor Who scarf. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Wait, so how'd they meet? Well, they they met in in school. So they there was a pilot program for parapsychology at the at the university, mm-hmm. and the three of them were like getting in on the ground floor. Peter was like, you know, well, this parapsychology thing. It's new. It's a pilot program. If we get PhDs, we're just on a fast track to tenure. Like he's in uh, a very Pete Venkman about it. Got it. But the other two were obviously like very heavily invested in parapsychology. Mm-hmm. So that's how that's kind of how they all met. Interesting. And there's this great line about how Peter met Egon in a women's studies class that Egon accidentally signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So that's, that's pretty fun. <laughs> but yeah, so they, they, there's like a little bit of talk about how they get to meet each other, how they, you know, came up with all the cool toys and how the incident in the library in the first in the first movie was the first time they actually got to test Egon's PKE meter so oh, there's like that whole okay. and then um the uh the reporter asks about the the library ghost how we it was the first time they encountered a ghost but they didn't have any of their ghost busting gear mm. cuz like whatever became of that ghost did you ever go back so this issue is kind of it's a story about how the the head of the library came and like after they were already in business mm-hmm. trying to get them to come back like dude this thing is still <laughs> yeah can you still can you get rid of it now haunting the yeah, library it's still terrorizing patrons of the <laughs> library can we maybe fix this now that you have all this notoriety but by then like the cost of doing business with the ghostbusters was way more than the library currently had oh no <laughs> I feel like you do one pro bono. Right. And and that's that's what that's where Ray came in. Ray was like, Well, you guys like helped us get get started. Like, we'll we'll do this pro bono and Bankman's not really that crazy about the whole idea. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they 
they go back they have this interaction with the library ghost so at, at first they can't find it and it's it like they they keep getting a reading on it and they can't see it it's kind of like hiding mm-hmm. so then ray has an idea is like well she is a librarian so what she doesn't like is loud noise so they start just <laughs> making noise and then all the books start floating around and attacking them i also like that he asked if egon had a, a ghost duck whistle and he's like you know i don't <laughs> <laughs> like he's asked him before <laughs> you know i don't have that <laughs> i still don't have that. <laughs> but they're, they're the problem is they're in like a rare book section of the library so they can't just blast the books because uh, they're you know nerds nerds <laughs> yeah pretty much so uh ray just grabs a random book and holds it hostage like points his blaster up to it he's like look this is uh what did he call it ptolemy's cosmographia he's like i know you don't want this to anything to happen to this it's pronounced ptolemy the peace sound just... whatever <laughs> it's just some old guy whatever nerd yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right oh man so that 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 works it gets the 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 ghost to come out and then the book bites his hand <laughs> And you know they make short work of her. I uh, they they said the the books have teeth, and I spent a long time looking at the art to see if they drew teeth, and they they, did d- not. they didn't. Yeah. And uh, I spent way way too long. Yeah, bad I I did the same thing. I was like, they have teeth, <laughs> but like that would have been a really good opportunity to draw teeth on a book. And yeah, <laughs> and they did not they do did that. Not decide to do that. There's not one Necronomicon ex mortis in here. Come on, <laughs> that one's got teeth. So the 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 cool twist is that um it wasn't an actual rare book like he bluffed. Oh okay. And uh, worst so, librarian ever. Right. So we cut back to to him being interviewed, and this is where this this kind of um clue comes in as to where we are in the timeline. Mm-hmm. Where he goes, you know the the head of the library was so thankful that we got rid of this ghost that he offered up their entire rare occult books collection to ah. me as like a gift and he's sitting in his study and there's just like racks and racks of these books and he's like you know i, I i'm thinking of starting my own occult library <laughs> and then the the reporter's like or even a bookstore he's like yeah use the rare books as like a bait to, to get people in and then sell them new stuff and <laughs> and you know we all know he ends up doing that yeah <laughs> that's a dream job man. it really is I think the a only Ghostbuster or well, Ghostbuster absolutely, clerk. but uh, an occult bookstore that'd be yeah. awesome. If it was a sustainable job that could stay open, I would one hundred percent work there. There used to be one in Philly, but it closed down. That's what I'm saying. It's not sustainable. Yeah, <laughs> I think the only place you can have that year round is Salem. Because yeah, and are... even then, it would be well. I mean, all gitchy and yeah, it's like you you sell the books you want to sell, but really, you just have to sell candles with pentagrams maybe, on it. Maybe right. the problem is that they weren't Ghostbusters, also, so they couldn't handle them. <laughs> right? There's yeah. one. In, there's one in New Hope that I, I've visited, and it's okay. like, oh, this place is a scam. Yeah, you got to supplement the income with Ghostbusters. The ones in Salem, there's like a couple in Salem, and they're all cool, but you got to like dig to find. You're just like, okay, I don't need any more crystals or candles. Let me get, right. let me see the cool stuff you got back there. Yeah. You like how I said any more? Yeah, I have obviously. too many crystals. <laughs> you mean we, the the grimoire of Pope Honoris? Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, I want yeah. the you yeah. know the cool stuff. Yeah, give me give me the you know book four from Aleister Crowley. I know where's Moonchild? I know you have it. <laughs> I have a copy of Moonchild. I want one. I can't. I only want to get one if it's like used, and I can never find one. Yeah, um, a friend of mine 
who like hoards books mm-hmm. was like i have this book uh do you want it i was like yes i'm also <laughs> constantly looking for dianetics by l ron hubbard and you can't find it in bookstores i feel like scientologists really? yeah it's, it doesn't exist weird yeah i feel like scientologists just periodically you, like do a lap and you just, just get it with your subscription to scientology i was just yeah, gonna no. say that you see, like no. you know where you can get it no. yeah no. my, my roommates a... in college signed me up for their mailing list once it took oh, forever awesome. to get off of it do you have a copy of dianetics I feel like I had at one point, but I don't. Just emailed a PDF of it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know how, how crazy it is. Like, I know how crazy it is, but I just want to have it in my hands. I'm sure we can find it. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm really enjoying this, uh, this year one thing because it, it like fills in a lot of the small crevices that got left behind with Ghostbusters yeah. 1 and 2. Like, there's a lot of little bits and pieces that like, you didn't know were like. D- you know directions where they could expand yeah but... like i didn't know i that i've always wanted to know what happened to the library ghost yeah. like they never actually <laughs> bust the library ghost hmm. now you know yeah and she, she was fucking easy man like yeah, that was easy an, ghost yeah piece of cake <laughs> it also does one of my favorite things where it's like each issue is um uh like spotlighted one character mm-hmm. i like when that happens um, well it's funny too because in the beginning of this one like they do that like splash page of interviews with cameos and all of the cameo interviews were about Vankman. Oh, weird. Or they were like mostly about Vankman. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, mm. and I, I, at one point was like, you this like is flipped the... it back and be like, is this Ray? I was like, this is the Ray issue, right? Like what's with all this talk about Vankman? Weird. But maybe we'll get his next. I don't know. We, we didn't get a preview of next, ep- next issue. Hmm. So like, I don't know who's going to be the next one. Maybe Ooh. Egon. It's a mystery. We'll only see. The, only the Ghostbusters. I'm sure we'll talk about it. it. Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah. Just, I, I, it's I love good. this book. It's yeah. very good. Um, I'm a big Ghostbusters nerd, so this kind of scratches really? that itch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What? Wow. As I'm looking at two empty boxes of Ecto Cooler. <laughs> empty. Uh, no, well, I use them for. They're the yeah. perfect size to stack comics. Right. In. Exactly. Yeah. Should stack comics. Heathen. <clears throat> what? Whatever. <laughs> you roll the spines. Hey, man. How you get spine rolls? Have you looked around; the spines are rolled. Do you back and board <laughs> on your circle. comics? Look at that one. It's a circle. <laughs> Do you back and board on your comics, Casey? Yes. <laughs> the easy answer is yes because I yeah. actually don't own that many. Yeah, I was going to say like all five <laughs> of them. <laughs> hey, this is a disposable medium for me, man. I don't really. Care In a lot of ways, it is. I'm just giving yeah. you shit. <laughs> I mean, there's there's sometimes where I, I get anxious about the way i keep my comics but it's better to just live your life man and then you just do something else <laughs> <laughs> all right what you got sean uh i got this book uh Neat. there's pictures in it now uh it's join the future number one uh from aftershock uh it's by zach kaplan and peter Kowal- kowalski yeah butchered that name yep. <laughs> Uh, so it kind of opens up similar to how Billionaire Island opens up with a commercial for this new, wonderful, rich dystopia, new, wonderful future city where they have vertical farms with delicious vegetables. And I love vertical farms, uh, free healthcare. Yeah. Here's the thing. It took me a long time to realize how, like, I'm like, what's keep going. Where's the, where's the catch? Cause all of these things, I want to live there. Yeah. Feel true safety. Design your own home. Uh, receive universal basic income to pursue, (laughs) pursue any career you want. Watch hashtag Yang gang. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, watch sports, um, connect with, 
you know, have virtual reality experiences and all this stuff. And then uh, invite you to join the economic power of millions of people living together. Join a mega city. Uh, come with us and join the future. Yo, even like given the bad shit that happens in this book, I, I'm still, I would live there. <laughs> Can so, I just have healthcare? So that's the beginning. And then it cuts to, um, it cu- I love how the, the how it Casey, pres- I wish I could claim you as a dependent. <laughs> Well, you adopt me. <laughs> Just so I can get you on my bullshit Mickey Mouse insurance. <laughs> Jesus. That's awesome. I like how it talks about the time because it just shows the Midwest, USA, the future. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, that helps. This vague, this vague idea thing. of... Yeah. So it just opens up to this family, uh, his dad... Uh, and they do have to clarify the future now because it does not look like the future. Yeah. If, you, if they had not mentioned future, you would have thought it was a flashback. Yeah, it looks like it's like the Old West, yeah. uh, like frontier land. Yeah. Um, his father's there out hunting, teaching his daughter how to hunt. Uh, she's a terrible shot, but she's determined, so good for her. And then they get attacked by a wolf and they take care of the wolf, but then she has like an asthma attack. But she lost her inhaler, so they bring her to like this trader shaman guy who uses like an actual like resp- like and uses a machine on her yeah. to like get her back, which is like kind of like a no no since they're out in like the badlands here. Um, so they have technology, they just don't use it because they, they don't have technology get... for emergencies. Yeah, they don't want to be part of this city. And like the father basically says, um. The future is inviting and addictive, but the moment you settle or bargain away your values, you're not free anymore. They own you, so never compromise, never join the city, and then he makes them promise. Then they go back to their small town, which they show the population has been reduced from almost 13,000 to only 300. It's like they live in the Midwest, too. (laughs) It's like they live in the Wild West. Yeah. The Wild Midwest. Wild Midwest. And they get back to their... (laughs) (laughs) And they get back to their town and, like, these future people are there, like, advertising, basically, like, hey, come live in our city. And it's like... future people. (laughs) This guy's like, get out of our town! Like, it's very that vibe. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Like, we don't want your bullshit. Get out of here. And they, like, bring him, like... They bring him a bunch of like turkeys for Thanksgiving. He just like shoots one. He's like, "Get out of here! Get up, get up on air! Go get!" Like, just like <laughs> we don't want you on your future money. <laughs> Go get. It's just very like because it looks like uh something from a Western movie, like the I town. Like, it's like one road. I like the whole like uh it's like saying it's future. Like they aren't also in the current timeline. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, like they're all wearing suits get, and in get a out car. With your future money. Get, we're, we're gonna say in our future Midwest. I'm gonna get my past money. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like to... it's like that uh that Rick and Morty joke, alien porn. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is actually alien porn because I'm because it's from an alien planet. <laughs> yeah. Even though I'm right. also an alien. <laughs> the alien internet. <laughs> well, it's not alien to me, but it is. <laughs> And that's kind of what this is. It's like <laughs> they're living in the old west, and there's just a car with this guy in a suit, like trying to give him turkeys for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Damn um, those guys in suits! Giving I know, turkeys. terrible. And then so uh, they end up having like a big feast because I think it is like Thanksgiving. Um, the 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 daughter who couldn't shoot a turkey earlier basically gets like ragged on by these by these dudes like uh you know clementine you can you could you could bake really good uh but you can't shoot for shit <laughs> so leave the shooting up to us and you can just cook so it's like Ugh. barefoot and pregnant yeah it wasn't great kitchen. not great so she's like oh, I'm, I'm over this shit already um but then like the elders of the town are kind of talking and it's like we're running out of food here like should we join and then like the the dad who's like the mayor is like no 
we're not going to sell. They're not buying it. Like, we're not going to do any of this stuff. And he's like, well, they're like, what's your freedom going to cost you? Like, what's going to happen? Because you're so damn stubborn about this. Like, are we all just going to die? Um, so the daughter goes, takes for a walk, meets up with the son who has like an iPod. And secret iPod. Secret iPod. Because they're like not allowed to really have technology. And he's like listening to just music. And he's just like crying because it's so beautiful. I was like, damn, what is he? that kid listening to probably him. doesn't listen to music yeah is it just like you, the, would, you would cry at anything if it's the, the first time you'd ever heard music just the smiths for the first time oh, no. or it's just k-pop <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's, so it's just absolute trash pop <laughs> it's, it's like katie perry <laughs> Ooh, hot take um <laughs> whatever but basically he's like i won't tell dad don't worry about it but then they hear like some rustling in the woods rustling and they like run back to the house and uh basically these fucking mercenaries and with jetpacks and shit just future mercenaries just, yeah, future they look <laughs> nice um they just like show up and they're like just start killing they just start shooting and killing people and they end up killing her brother uh and it looks like her dad's getting like they're just killing everyone like mm-hmm. just like get them off this land i guess and like that's where the issue ends what happens when you use future guns against well, they are using shooters. They are using lasers. Right now, guns. Yeah, they're they're using lasers. Current day gun. <laughs> so this is like what we're, Casey was talking about. It's like, what's bad about this? It's like, oh, submit or die. Yeah, straight That's... up. Even with the mercenaries, I'd probably still live there for healthcare. Well, pretty much. <laughs> like every... that sucks. But like they're trying to get rid of the holdouts because they like there's letters in the back talking about how like they're terraforming things to make it all beautiful and shit. Mm-hmm. Like like they're like going out and like making waterfalls and it's like oh it's so nice like. Well, we haven't even seen the Utopia yet. Yeah, we just know that it's amazing. They could all be crocodile people. Ooh, yeah, you just, just turn just, into a crocodile. I, now I really want to go. They're crocodile people that have free healthcare and universal income. I want to be a crocodile person, even without those things. <laughs> I don't know if I would want to be a crocodile person. Yeah. <laughs> More of an alligator man. a shark man. person. More of an alligator man. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd totally be an alligator. Yeah. A shark person? They're the same guy. Like, this you, is a, this is get, a perfect transition into my You don't my get book. cancer or dementia. Can we, uh, that's, that's true. And we could be street sharks. It, but uh, you could also never go out into the snow. Jawsome. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, this is a perfect transition into my You couldn't have written a better transition into King of Nowhere number one. That's why I did it. By... <laughs> yeah totally sure. on purpose totally planned totally planned 100% this planned. podcast is scripted yeah <laughs> this we, book, know, we know what we're doing we're just really bad at writing it's scripted but we or, are not we're good really at bad it. at reading scripts <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> this is that part of the show where i lose all control <laughs> it wasn't when i did my first pick it's no, later, you we're fine it's later than normal <laughs> <laughs> but this book uh casey recommended this to me and it is the wildest crazy oh, shit man, yeah. it was awesome so i knew that going into it because it's written by uh, W. Maxwell Prince, who writes Ice Cream Man, and it's drawn by Tyler Jenkins, uh, colored by Hillary Jenkins, um, oh, who were the nice. they were they were the artists that did um, Grass Kings, um, which oh, Grass Kings yeah. is dope, which also yeah, has Grass a very Kings similar vibe good. to your book to join yeah, the future. very similar. It's like it's like a non-future version of like the Separatist, like yep, please leave us alone and yep. let us live our life. Um, so yeah, King of Nowhere. Um, we start out or this this guy who's. He thinks at least that he's waking up from a from a bender of some kind of I love this his I love that. Yeah. This whole thing is like I'm like Do you love it? It's really sad. No, I meant like his like the way he's approaching it. Like the, yeah. like that's just like a normal thing for him to be going through. Yeah, exactly. You know yeah. He's just like how many times have you woken up on the side of the road after, you know, some bender on some substance, so you know. It would be nice to wake up in a bed with like thousand count sheets. <laughs> yeah. Like... One of these days it would be nice. But yeah. nope, no, today I'm waking up on the side of the road. 
Um, and then, you know, he, he tries to hail down a car to like stop and give him a ride. And it's a deer. It's like a deer person driving the car. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, he's like, oh, you must be a newbie. Uh, this place is going to eat you alive. It's like, good luck. And just like drives away and just like, huh, that's weird. Thanks, dear. <laughs> it's like, I must, I must still be high. I don't know what's yeah, happening. He just thinks he's tripping balls. Yeah, exactly. Like he just thinks he's high out of his mind. Or just yeah. dreaming. Asleep? He thinks, well, first he thinks he's high and then he's like, I must, must just be a bad oh, dream. okay. Yeah. Um, Man, this dude must have just the craziest, like, dreams before this. Yeah, how much PCP do you usually that, take before you go to sleep? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's also he's also so used to being this whacked out that he's just like, all right, just lean in. Yeah. I'll get through it. If, yeah. if yeah. you were if you were a serial, you know, like abuser of substances, you just you kind of have to lean into it because like what are you going to do? Just be that high in public? Like you just got to like roll with the punches and just do whatever. Am I buy the ticket, to... take the ride. I believe that is <laughs> am I... very much the vibe I was getting from this book. Am I not supposed to be taking my bedtime PCP? <laughs> no just yeah you are just not for breakfast oh <laughs> well it's yeah. a waste if you take it right before you go to sleep I no mean, you get dreams like this <laughs> so he he walks into town and it's a uh, it's north uh Wa- i don't even know how to pronounce that warwick warwick, warwick? Yeah. um but the all the, me? but the <laughs> shit <laughs> all right i deserve that um but the but the letters are, are like falling off so it reads as uh nowhere so welcome to nowhere and uh where the speed limit is 37 <laughs> which i thought was cool. in a row <laughs> uh, one after the other nice. boom boom um yeah so right right out lean in he just decides to go into a bar uh be the best dream self you can be and he walks in he walks into the most Ralph Steadman uh, fear and loathing bar i've mm-hmm. ever seen and there's just crazy people with all kinds of crazy uh, I want to hang out in this place, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> just like demon, like fish people, like someone's got wings, Fairy horns. Lady. There's a whole bunch going yep. on. And here. He goes up to the bartender, whose uh, whose face is upside down. He's just like, <laughs> "You've made a wrong turn. I have a sixth sense about these things." Uh, and the guy, the the guy who thinks he's dreaming, goes, "Your face is upside down." He's like, "People are always saying that," <laughs> but my feeling is. What if I'm the only guy whose face is right side up? You ever think of that? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got a point. Yeah, yeah. So, and then he, he turns to uh, a... He's not a salmon. They keep calling him a salmon, but he's clearly a catfish. There's like a catfish person um, sitting Matt. at the bar. <laughs> so that's not what salmon looks like. That's not nice. No, not yeah, yeah. He's like a catfish, a catfish with Bernie Sanders haircut. <laughs> oh, he is. <laughs> catfish um, Bernie. Yep. Uh, so I read this in, in Bernie's voice. <laughs> that's <by> awesome. <laughs> Oh, that's good. <laughs> so Catfish Bernie is basically like, hey, will you buy me a drink? <laughs> Catfish Bernie. <laughs> he said he was Bernie online, but I, I don't know. I don't trust it. Uh, so, yeah, so it was... <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> oh, it's a catfish. Yeah. God damn it. God damn it. It wasn't until I sent him some nudes that he just stopped responding. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so then he, he asks our, our um, hero of the story for a drink because he's mighty thirsty but doesn't have the money for it. And, uh, you know, and the, the the guy's like, sure, why not? You're just a figment of my imagination. He's like, okay, whatever you say. He's like, yeah, any minute now I'm going to wake up probably in some place unpleasant and you and the rest of this LSD menagerie are going to go poof right back to the recesses of my dumb little brain. He's like, whatever you say, pal. Uh, <laughs> you seem so certain. Um I hope you're right, because uh, otherwise this is going to hurt. And then some dude just like busts in. He's just like, where's my money? Where's my money, catfish? Oh, yeah, he was like, I'm about to get my ass kicked with a guy with a bunch of arms. Yeah, he's got yeah. six arms. Uh, he's just a regular dude otherwise, but he's got six arms. 
Um, so they take him outside, and um, you know, the the dude is still just sitting at the bar, kind of like listening to it, but like reminiscing about all the dumb mistakes he's ever made in his life. And he's just like, you know, like there's a motor inside you, a piece of interior machinery responsible for all of your all time worst ideas. And then he's just like, oh, that time that you uh, head butted a cop, or you threw an empty bottle of gin at a cop, and you betrayed a biker gang by sleeping with your dealer's wife, and intervened. <laughs> now you're intervening on behalf of a salmon. That's clearly a catfish. We're <laughs> <laughs> like Bernie Flounders. <laughs> his name is Jed, by the way. Yeah, yeah his that. name Jed. is Jed. Yeah, just and they say it a lot, but yeah. his name's Bernie Catfish. Um, <laughs> Bernie Catfish. So, uh, so then he goes out and he fights the six-armed man, which is a very dumb idea to do. Um, but it's broken up by the sheriff. Uh, so the sheriff arrests the the newcomer to town. Um, and then the guy's like, wake up, wake up, wake up. Don't get arrested in your dream, you idiot. Um, <laughs> Stay out of Malibu, Lebowski. <laughs> uh, also, it's funny. I just realized that the the main character's name is Saunders. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Um but yeah, it's a private town, and uh, a stranger tra- uh, traipses in unannounced while folks get concerned. So he's basically arresting him for his own safety and everyone else's. Uh, but while he's kind of giving him the rundown on like what this is, uh, and then the guy's kind of finally realizing that he's not dreaming, um, there is a squirrel deputy that busts in, and she says, the big guys are back on the south side, we gotta go. So they, she like rounds them up to go fight. Uh, very large iguanas. And he's like, hey, boy, you know how to shoot a gun? <laughs> he's like, I, I don't know. We'll find out. We're going to go We're fight gonna find out <laughs> iguana dudes. Oh, man. Yep. So they fight some uh, giant iguanas, which, which aren't anthropomorphic. They're just big iguanas. Yeah, they're just huge. They're just huge. Yeah. So no rules. There's no rules. There's here. no rules. No, not at all. They're just kaiju iguanas. Um, <laughs> kaiju iguanas. <laughs> so he's trying to shoot at them. Uh, they managed to, you know. Hoard them off, you know, like get them to to leave, and uh, and then finally the sheriff's just like, uh, you know, like, ah, thanks, uh, you're gonna fit in here just fine. Welcome to nowhere, Dennis. Um, but then we, you know, the epilogue of the story is there's this dude just carrying around a nail gun and showing pictures, uh, a picture of uh Dennis to passersby. He shows it to the deer, and he's Whose like, "Whose name is John Doe?" By yes. the way. Oh my gosh, yes, it is. I out. forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. And he's just, uh, you know, showing his picture. He says, uh, "Do you know this man?" He's like, "Oh, I can't say that I do." Uh, of course, no one sees this man, and then he shoots him with the nail gun right in the face. Nailed and it. And he says, "He's yeah. nope." <laughs> Oof. Uh, Rough, RJ. <laughs> Too soon. But then he says, uh, of course you don't. He's nobody. He's a dream. So maybe the normal guy's the dream in the crazy world? I don't know. It's wild. Maybe his face is upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Nail guns don't really work that way. No, they really don't. It's fine. He's just, uh, he's, just a, he's yeah, a, um, a no country for old man villain. He, they just couldn't use the cattle. Yeah. <laughs> nail guns that don't really have a working safety will 100% work that way. <laughs> they will <laughs> shoot a nail through somebody. <laughs> Usually there's like a little safety that it won't work unless it's like depressed yeah. in. But like if you that remove wasn't... that, you can just shoot nails at people. But no country for men, old men was a cow exterminator. Yeah, it was that that chunk that that air just, gun. Yeah, it was just compression. Yeah, yeah, compression. Because that's what nail guns gun. use. They use compressed. Essentially, yeah. so compressed he's just that villain, just yeah. for this book now. Well, that's the other thing. This thing doesn't look like it's connected to an air compressor. It must be one of them. Ha- handheld. <laughs> Could be a handheld one. I don't know. <laughs> Mostly one of them. <laughs> also, um, we're also in a dream. He, he just killed a deer person. Yeah. So <laughs> dream logic. It doesn't matter. Deer's weakness: nails. <laughs> 
Yeah, deer's weakness, metal going through it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> seems to be what happens. Yep, that is true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at Adam, yeah, at Adam's cool. car. Oh. I hope that fucking deer is. There. <laughs> I think about it every now and again. I'm like, I hope he's dead as hell. That's what that picture on your wall is with an X on it. I'm just like, oh man, it's the placeholder for when he can finally mount the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, right, yeah, but it's a super cool book. It's uh, it's really weird. Yeah, it was off, a lot to, of fun. off to a great start. <laughs> that that creative team. I was so when I saw the creative team, I was like, I like both of these people, but it's gonna be weird seeing um, W. Maxwell Prince without um, uh, Martine. Um, wait, what's his name? I don't remember. Uh the guy from Ice Cream Man, Martine something. Martine, it's just my it boy Martine. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about, and uh, because that's a very distinct <laughs> style, so I was uh. I was disappointed to see that he wasn't working with that creative team, but then the Grass, thing, Grass Kings dude, Tyler Jenkins, works perfectly. Like, it, it, so Ralph Steadman, like, so Gonzo. Yeah. I it, like it. it works well with this yeah, story, it for it's sure. very good. Awesome. So what you got, RJ? I got Black Cat number 10. Uh, this boy. is the second part of a first part I didn't talk about. <laughs> All um, right. And Neat. A second, you know, a second part to a second story arc, both of, of and also nine issues I didn't talk about. <laughs> anyway, hey, at least you don't have to run down ninety nine issues of turtles. That's no, true. yeah, that is true. Essentially, uh, Black Cat's former mentor, Black Fox, asked her to go get a painting, and she's like, "All right, uh, who has the painting?" It's like, "Well, it was a one in a gambling game by a guy named Patch." I was like, "Okay," so she goes to go find Patch. Patch is Wolverine. Oh, <laughs> because of course. Um, oh, no. Oh, that patch. Yeah, that patch. <laughs> she goes to Patch's storeroom where the painting's supposed to be, and it was already stolen by Cade Kilgore, who is the uh, the kid from the Hellfire, the other dumb Hellfire Club. Uh, the the little baby Hellfire Club? Yes. Oh, okay. uh, so he took all of Wolverine's stuff. Wolverine comes down and is like, what are you doing? Are you trying to rob me? He's like, yeah, I was, but you're already robbed. Um <laughs> Let's go solve that first robbery. Yeah, don't so, think about how hard. So don't then think they, too hard about me robbing. Then you. they go to Cade Kilgore and they and uh, Felicia steals his glasses. Um, and so he can't see. Uh, no, they have important stuff on them because he's a weird, rich tech mini mogul. There's a bit of a theme, kind of. <laughs> With sure. This whole episode. Um, uh, yeah. So she has his glasses. <laughs> And then uh, I don't think it's a mistake that all writers are just writing billionaires to be super evil. I'm just saying. Anyway, good true. Hey, mine just had a dead library in it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, but your next book's got evil billionaires. Anywho, sure. <laughs> the Ghostbusters are the reckless billionaires, if anything. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so they the the issue opens with like them escaping but uh it starts with narration from felicia it's like plans the life of the super crooks it's all plans you know they're talking about a bunch of career criminals around a table maps models blueprints paper cups of sour coffee and room temperature whiskey every detail accounted for airtight like clockwork and then there's the other side the back of the napkin plans the seat of the pants kind of plans winging a prayer making it up as you go you know magic and then there's a huge splash page and she's She's like thigh grabbing Wolverine on a <laughs> on a grappling hook, and it's great. She's just like Whoa. has him right. has uh, him clenched in there. That is that is some force. It's great. I also want to mention that this is Chris Anka artwork, and it is 
Oh, right. Gorgeous. Uh, it's yeah, written by Jed McKay and it's drawn by Chris Anka. Mm, I love me some Chris Anka. If I had known that Chris Anka jumped on this book, I would have read the last issue too. But, you know, oh well. Uh, <laughs> so, so after the, the big, like, dynamic splash page of Wolverine being carried, he, she immediately drops him. <laughs> and she's like, why are you you're so tiny? Why are you so heavy? He's like, well, my bones are made of metal. Why don't you have stronger lines? Like, because my bones are made of bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, he must weigh, like, 600 pounds. Easily. He weighs yeah. a ton. <laughs> literally? No. Oh, okay. Not literally. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I, I thought that as soon as I said it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so, so they get to the bottom, and uh, they hear a voice from the sunglasses, and it's just Kate Kilgore, like, monitoring them. And he's like, put the sunglasses on already. He's like, no, what? Uh, they could burn my eyes out. No. And, and then um, she, she hands on the Wolverine. He's like, here, put these on. He's like, no, I don't want my eyes burned out. It's like, they'll regrow. <laughs> still not fun <laughs> and then Cade goes fine alright whatever I put so much money on all of your heads so he just put out a head on them and um <laughs> and, yeah, and, it's and, like, and he's like the sun sunglasses would have had your eyes burned out <laughs> it's like of course and then uh Felicia's like it's okay I got I got a plan and then you and then turn the page and it's 27 minutes later and they're fighting Frankensteins <laughs> she's yep. like frankenstein's no way <laughs> <laughs> i like multiple frankensteins <laughs> and she's like laughing about it too it's great and then uh wolverine's like you you haven't gotten out it's like you haven't uh traveled with the x-men that much this is just you know day-to-day typical stuff yeah. <laughs> and uh she's like oh you is that an offer you're gonna go show me around kakoa and he's like no of course not and she's like what you uh you're happy to run around Madripoor with me, but oh no, you can't take a flat scan home to mother. <laughs> uh, and then they, they fall through, I, I, I think they, yeah, they fall through a roof and there's this blood sport arena and Wolverine and Black Cat and all the Frankensteins tumble into this arena that's just like Madripoor, like blood games. And they're like, we have a new challenger. The it's Wolverine. literally just the set of blood sport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like this we, is in Kowloon Walled City. It's like, oh my, we seem to have a rare sport for this evening. The mutant menace, the, the Canadian cannibal, the Wolverine. And so they're like they're fighting through this um this arena, and Black Cat's kind of considering leaving him. It's like, Wolverine, you're good, right? You got this? And she's like, oh, I should probably go back. Uh and then it cuts to um a flashback of Black Fox teaching uh black cat and her friend uh tamara um magic uh like close-up magic which is a big theme kind of throughout the book of misdirection um sleight of hand yeah yeah and then uh it cuts back and they've made very short work of all the frankensteins and the crowd is chanting wolverine and black cat goes black cat Black cat! <laughs> you know, you gotta be your own support squad. Yeah. You gotta cheer. Yeah, but it's easier to chant something that's three syllables. It that's is. true. Yeah. And with four syllables, you can do the clap, 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 oh, clap. Oh, there the you end. go. Yeah. And so then they, they hop out and they, they hop onto a, onto a gondola, right? I guess it's a gondola. It's a gondola. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're riding through and then um, they start getting shot at and it's the Brothers Grimm. Just 
random Marvel assassins. Um, sure, sure. <laughs> and as they're, yes, as they're doing man. that, one of them gets shot, and uh, oh my and god, it's Deadpool. <laughs> And he's like, and he, he like, he helps them. He helps Wolverine up, um, and he's like, "You're you're good, right?" And then he shoots him in the stomach because he's after the money too. And he's oh like, no, "Nothing personal." <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then uh, the next page is Black Cat using her bad luck power. She's on the gondola and she, she like revs the motor and spears Deadpool with the with like the tip of the gondola through his yeah. organs yeah she impales the hell out she just, she just gores him <laughs> wait if, if black hat and domino were on the same team would they cancel each other out i think so i'm sure that's uh, happened i i don't know it, i mean it's it's all based off of domino because black cats doesn't affect herself domino's affects herself Oh. Black Cat is, is bad luck for other people. Well, that's what I'm saying. Black Cat's bad luck powers would would give Domino bad luck. Yeah, but Domino doesn't give good luck to people. It would just affect Domino. I think then. it would just it would, it would just, just affect, affect Domino. Domino. So she would just be. And a if they were on the same person. team, it wouldn't work because like they would, they would just have Domino's good luck. But if they were on the if she they were, if they were fighting each other, oh she would God. just yeah. Right, anyway. <laughs> anyway. I stopped caring about that halfway through saying. <laughs> I'm sorry, I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> and Dep- Deadpool's like my spleen. Wait, no, my appendix. I still have an appendix. <laughs> well, if he, I mean he can't get it removed, it'll just grow right back, and, right? And then he's like, yeah, you, sure. "You're going to do me like this, Logan? What about with Canada? What about Weapon X? We're practically related." <laughs> <laughs> and then he puts the sunglasses on him. He put the, they put the sunglasses on him, and it's burning his face. <laughs> it can't get much worse, right? And then, uh, so Black Cat and Wolverine get off, and they, um, they, uh, they arrive at this place where, uh, turns out that Felicia, I guess, had people working with Kilgore and just took the, the paintings, or, uh, yeah, because Kilgore is about to, like, shoot a missile at them, (laughs) but, um, turns out that she had already, I guess she had, like, people inside, so they, they took, uh, Wolverine's stuff for him. And they're there. And the whole time, uh, she's kind of giving this narration where it's uh, the thing with magic. See, you show them one hand, the one you want them to watch. You make it so they can't take their eyes off it, that hand. You take possession of their attention. You steal it. Because while they're watching that hand, and that's the hand that mat, And that's the hand that matters. Oh, wait. they're not watching the other hand. And that's the hand that matters. And as she's kind of giving this narration, um, you know, the, they show up the the boys show up with the paintings, but also it goes to the flashback where she's learning magic from Black Fox and she's holding uh, Tamara's hand. And so that's obviously Tamara's going to come back uh, in the series and that they were girlfriends at one point. Um, she's only appeared in one issue before this ever in Marvel. Uh, so she's super deep cut character. Oh man! And um, I and she was like a former uh, cat burglar friend of Felicia's. So I'm super excited to see. Uh, so is she saying that the sh- eventual, has like, she had Tamara time? helping her this whole time, and that's the quote unquote secret hand, like the the you know, or is that? I, no, I think they. 
They're boning. Well, oh, that too. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're boning. They boning. <laughs> I was just expecting like an Ocean's Eleven thing where it's just like, oh yeah, we had mercenaries doing the thing the whole time. And well, that was the uh, people the on the cross. Yeah, that was the, the people on the cross. inside. That was the people on the inside. She had stealing Cade's stuff. Yeah, I was saying that. The, I thought that might be Tamara, but it's not. Oh, okay. Um, Got it. Well, it's these two guys. I don't know about that. Okay. I mean, maybe we'll learn. Maybe. Um, oh, so anyway, uh, Wolverine <laughs> just gives her the painting and she's like, what? So what do you got? Priceless treasures, uh, treasure maps, deeds, bearer bonds. It's like, uh, no, they're just diaries and letters. Um, it's, uh, Wolverine's like, I am, she was making fun of him for being old and, uh, and it's like, you like magic or, or like, old people like magic. And he's like, I am old. Uh, I've lived a long time, known a lot of people. This here, this is my connection to to them so he was just keeping like memories of his past life it's adorable that is cute i feel like you'd want to keep them on krakoa though <laughs> if you have a you know an island that only uh, mutants can go to wolverine's I feel like very much private person yeah i guess and like patch is like a whole like separate persona so i feel like he has probably a couple different true like, spots that's true um and he's like, we're building a future on Krakoa, but I still need to remember my past, where I came from, what I've done, good and bad. Future's coming, pretty cat. Future's always coming. Maybe I'll see you later. Uh, and then it kind of ends with uh, Black Cat going, well, we'll rear us up in 20, because our future, it's all crime all the time, baby. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Really good ending to a book. This book was great. It's hilarious. Felicia's awesome in it. She's... She's so quick, like she's like Spider Man, like just wit. I like it's, her. It's great. I like her and Spider Man together is always fun. Yeah. Uh there's the last issue, she was with Beetle and Beetle's like, Yeah, you're uh, you know, this come join the Sinister Syndicate. You're we're all ex villains of Spider Man. And she's like, I'm more like I'm not a villain, I'm more like an ex girlfriend. I mean they did bone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But she, they like keep calling her a villain. She's like, I'm not a villain. Some would say exes are villains. <laughs> I mean, in Sometimes. your world. In my world, they are. <laughs> <laughs> you have the most villainous exes out of anyone I've met. It's completely true. <laughs> <laughs> not to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, nope. Moving on. What you got? Pull out. Pull out. <laughs> Adam, save us. <laughs> so I got Marauders, number nine. Ah! Mm-hmm. We Jer- almost got it. <laughs> By Jerry Duggan, Matteo Lali, and Edgar Delgado. This is the closest we've been to a no X-Men show in months. My I head I, I, in it. So close. I was <laughs> trying to find something else to cover. I was going to do um, uh, King of Nowhere, King of Nowhere yeah. but Casey already claimed it. So I was like, Dibs. And Marauders is just too good. It's so good. It was good. X-Men's, but so good. It is what it is. No. Yeah, so this is like the Inception episode. <laughs> It took me a while to figure out where the hell I was in this yeah. book, but it was a lot of fun. Mind so, games. It opens with the Marauder showing up on, on Krakoa and everyone like going like, hey, it's the Marauder. And then Pyro walks out and everyone's like congratulating him. A butler gives him champagne. Yeah, it was very odd. And then like uh, jeans sprawled out on the hood of a firebird <laughs> and then they kiss and then they drive off into the distance listening to Freebird. Uh, you should have known something was up when this started And I'm happening. like, the hell's going on? <laughs> and then uh, we cut to Emma in like this theater with cardboard cutouts of what we just it's saw so on the good. stage. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> so um, 
she's talking to Bishop about how she's just coming up with anything to feed this tiny little yellow jacket guy that's living inside of um, the stowaway's head. Yeah, there's their yeah. stowaway. <laughs> and, you know, she can't really keep this up forever, so they gotta, you know, figure out something to do with it. So Bishop meets Emma at the beach, and she's standing there with, with Pyro. <laughs> and uh, we cut back into Pyro's head, where Yellow Jacket's still watching this. And, and he's like, yo, I, I hate that this guy's like costing me money, because like we could be friends. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> Idiot. And then he's like, hey, wait a minute, where's the redhead? And uh, Emma's like, oh my god, he knows. And he pushes a giant button that says enlarge, and then <laughs> his ship just embiggens itself inside there, of there uh, goes Pyro. Inside of Pyro, it just explodes. Pyro just turns into a water balloon of blood. Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh. And then in, in my head, I'm going, "Well, that's the end of his face tattoo." Finally, I've been waiting for him to die just to get rid of the face tattoo. So, Gene, covered in blood, just yells, "Out, Emma!" or Emma. Sorry. I'm leaving this wrong, podcast. Wrong telepath. Oops. And then uh, Yellow Jacket gets out of his sub and just uh, shoots her in the fucking head. Yep. Oh, just like that. And yeah. then gets back into his ship and then hits a big button that says shrink. And then his ship debigulates. Debigulates. Nice. <laughs> and goes into the ocean and Bishop's trying to shoot it. But how do you shoot such a tiny little guy? <laughs> I'm just trying to shoot this little guy. <laughs> so that was all fake, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. So then we cut to the beach. Everyone's still fine yeah. and alive. <laughs> yeah, I got. I was because if Emma was ever I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Inception. This is the triple cross. Because yep, yep, yep. if Emma was ever shot like that, she'd just turn in diamond form. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So they want to just make Yellow Jacket feel like he was that safe. he escaped. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Yellow Jacket right now thinks he's in in international waters, headed to Madripoor. Yeah. With the autopilot on and he's sleeping. Mm-hmm. So then um, <laughs> Magneto's like, all right, cool. And then just, I guess, rips the ship out of Pyro's nose, which is just super fun. Yeah. Out of his throat, I think, because he starts coughing. He's uh, <laughs> like, wait, what are you, you going to do? What, how are you going to get him out of there? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then Pyro's like, I get to kill this guy. He's been living in my brain. And uh, M- Magneto being... Magneto. Magneto was like, no, we don't kill humans. <laughs> yeah, they just wiped his memory, right? Sorry, dude. Yeah, so they, they wipe every all the secrets that they he had. They wipe his memory, but then Magneto's like, oh, we need a new protocol um, because this isn't good, and uh, we got to figure out something with telepaths to, like, to, to keep this from happening. Again. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just like throws the ship into the ocean, <laughs> <laughs> which is fantastic. Bleak. He's like, and back to hell with this little guy. Boop. Plip. <laughs> 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 So, um, so yeah, so then we cut to the Verendi, the little baby Hellfire Club. <laughs> baby Hellfire. The Hellfire Club gang kids, the Burger King Kids Club here. <laughs> Mickey Mouse Hellfire Club. <laughs> and uh, Emma just kind of appears and was like, look, uh, so Yellow Jacket's on his way back here. He's not going to remember anything that he learned from your stupid little plan. Oh, and by the way, I have Pyro here, and they're all sitting at a candlelit dinner, and Pyro's like, 
you know, when I was your age, I started playing with fire. And oh, then no. All the, the... No, even before that, I love I love this whole page. It's like, you, 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 you lot of humiliated me in front of my friends. I don't really have a lot of friends. I guess that's why when I was your age, I played with fire. <laughs> Burn, you little tiny hate goblin. <laughs> yeah, and they're all, like, on fire. And then all of a sudden, void, they're gone. Like, the this was all just, like, a, an they're astral projection. Mind, yeah. Yep. This whole issue is all in the mind. Yeah, no, it's. And she's like, crazy. "No, the pain was real. Don't worry." Their pain was very real, but yeah. you know, they know not to, not yeah. to fuck around with us think again. Twice about yeah. it, yeah. Before putting a teeny tiny little dude in one of our heads again. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut back to the five, and there's an egg there. They are really trying to bring Kate back. It is yeah, not it's working. Just not working. Non-viable. Yeah, not even pro- the professor can really figure out why. And it's sad. It is a little sad, yeah. Emma has this neat little sad. And then we see Lockheed flying off into the sunset. Maybe that's the key. Yeah, Lockheed like leaves a fishtail for the woman that's been nursing him back to health and then flies off into the sunset, I guess. And tucks her in. Yeah. I wonder if if Lockheed's the key. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I want Kate back. It's got to be soon, right? It was great. Like, her her story was starting to get really fantastic. Oh, and it will. She's coming back. We just don't know how yet. I miss her. We got to solve that mystery first. I miss Kate and her cool knuckle tats. (laughs) Yeah. She brought an extra level of pizzazz to the Marauders. Yeah. And now it's gone. Hopefully not for much longer. Yeah, we'll see. I I feel like it's going to be a story arc. Well, I mean, there will be a more issues of Marauders in the next three weeks. So. Yeah, so yeah, we don't have to wait that long. It's so funny that we're only on issue nine. I feel like we've talked about 27 issues of Marauders. Well, there were six ongoing there were that some of them ended but there's like six X-Men books all coming out weekly or bi-weekly so... It's, ludic- it's ludicrous. But I feel like Marauders keeps coming out and it's, it keeps it's good. Like, yeah, we can't good. get away from talking about this book because it's just so good. I wish we could. I know you do. We almost did it. <laughs> But it was good, though. So. It was good. It is what it is. Go out and read X-Men. You won't... Yeah, you won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed. There's a lot of X-Men out there, and they're kind of collecting it to make, to make it easier for you to read, too, which is nice. Yeah. And we're not an X-Men podcast? Kind of. Kind of. As much as we don't want to be. <laughs> I mean, look, there was way more X-Men than non-X-Men this week, and that's good. That's true. We did it. We did it. At least for one week. <laughs> for now. <laughs> so... Which, Which one of our super strange top stories do we want to talk they're about? They're so strange. Um, I, I, they're both great. That's strange deal. week here on Tales from the Shortbox. We want to do Strange Adventures first. Yeah, let's and then, do Strange Adventures. And on a high note. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because Strange Adventures is a bummer. Then, yeah, yeah, a bummer. Yeah, I don't... I, I, I'm a little bit lost on Strange Adventures. Okay. Because so I don't know much about see. Adam Strange. Can I, can I use your copy? Okay. So we got, I don't either. I forgot one. But we got two timelines, um, right? So, so the beauty is that um, you don't need to know anything about Adam Strange to read this book because it kind of fills you in on everything that you need to know. Basically, Adam Strange is a... Uh, he's In human form, he's an Indiana Jones type of dude who is going on an ar- archaeological dig and came across something, I forget what it was, and it beamed him to an alien planet and became that alien planet's um, superhero. So that's all you need to know about Adam Strange. And they talk about it here. Um, yeah, so, but this book starts out, and it is the book tour for his memoir that he wrote after saving the alien planet. Uh, I forget what it's called, like Py- Pyrect like or plect- whatever. Plect or something. P-Y-K-K-T-S. Picts. P-P-Picks. 
I don't know. The alien plan. They made it purposefully hard to say. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Mr. Bristol Pick. It's, it's like one of those from that time period of, of DC. Or, yeah. It's not, it's not easy. To it's not say. an easy word to say. Anyway, but I'm just going to keep saying call an alien planet. Um, <laughs> well, it's alien to us because we don't well, live it's there. It's Ran. <laughs> true, true. Ran is the... Oh, Ran is the oh, name right. of the planet. The aliens are... I thought you were just trying to... The aliens are picked. The I, place I, is I got ran. them all. You're yeah, right. the place is ran. You, they're, you're right. You're they're right. the. They're not even. The, they're the villains. Yes. Um. It's yes. just picked. I don't know. Whatever, man. I don't know. All right, book tour. Got <laughs> it. Anyway, so he's on the book tour, and uh, he keeps flashing back to uh, his his alien time on on ran. And uh, yeah, this thing bounces around quite a but bit. But the beauty of it is that it's it's blocked by the art. So uh, Mitch Gerard does a little bit more of like a like a sketchier style of art. Um, and those are all the like present time Earth um panels, and then all the past tense um space panels are drawn by drawn by Evan. Doc Shaner, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, and it it really juxtaposes it really well because, uh, you know, all of him like going on the book tour stuff is very like banal human, and it kind of harkens back to Mister Miracle, which is the same, same artist, same team, same vibe as well. And then uh, all the Doc Shaner stuff is like really bright and shiny, and like the Buck Rogers hero that you expect, um, you know. But as we find out from the book tour, uh, he has a couple people that are trying to say that he is uh not the hero that he claims to be he's a war criminal yeah so there's a dude that basically just confronts him at the book signing and it's like how many are dead tortured because of you left in cages like yeah you're a war criminal and then it's bouncing it shows some more action and him being the savior of ran right um Mm -hmm. and then and then everyone's like loving the book tour they're going this whole thing um and then that the next book signing i guess this dude's like, yo, like, uh, I just read about that guy that confronted you. Uh, like, did you do did that? You do are, you, it? are you serious? And it cuts to a news broadcast of that guy getting his head blown. Basically, his head got blown off, which I think they described. By a laser-type gun. Yeah. By an off-world, off-world laser-type laser type type, yeah. gun. It's like, really? You're really just like, <laughs> yeah. who else could that be? Like, yeah. So it's, Someone pew-pewed his head right uh, off it's, Which, yeah, yeah, they keep doing pew-pew throughout the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the uh, DC universe. It could be literally anyone. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. That, is, that is a little dumb to make it that easy. But at the same time, yeah. Yeah. He's got the motive that no one else has. And then they're showing... <clears throat> I guess in the past, when he's on the planet, it kind of shows him like getting overrun, and they're like kind of almost running away. So I don't even know what's going on there, if they're going to cut back to that. Yeah, I'm sure that they And they go back to the will. future time, and... Wait, running... What? By all good politicians, they uh, or public, it's all fake. He pretty much vehemently denies everything. A slander. Well, he he doesn't in in the great way the politicians talk. He denies it without actually directly saying it. Right. He know he never actually addresses it, but he talks around it and is basically just like, oh, the lies and slander and the you know. Which I'm starting to feel like the old. I'm sorry if what I said made you feel that yeah, way. Yeah. Right. Totally. Right. Um. Yeah, and then they kind of, le- and then he, <laughs> then he has a rooftop meeting with Batman, <laughs> <laughs> basically saying, "Hey, uh, I didn't do this. Can you like prove it for me?" And like trying to hand over his gun. You're the world's like- greatest detective. Can you, can you please tell them that I didn't do can it? Can <laughs> you detect a way out of this morning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, like, well, I'm not really an impartial. You know, it's not going to be very fair if I if I do it. So I'll find you the proper judge because you know, like I do care about you and i want this to be settled so i'll get somebody that you know that will do it properly yeah then it cuts back to this time on the alien planet where it's these the invaders are just fucking up this planet 
um, and they're kind of running away so they can reorganize and they kind of, he kills one of them and then they're getting on a ship to kind of go and he gets zapped back to earth while, cause so the, basically it's like the, the whole reason he is there is, um, this beam that, that keeps him, that, that sends him to the planet and he's not in control of it in any way. Yeah. So it just like, it stops at some point whether yeah. he has control of it or not and it stops while he's flying the ship to save his wife and daughter right so there's just no one to pilot the ship and, and he just disappears the daughter dies it's yeah. heavily implied they don't actually show that yeah i was gonna yeah because like because one of the things like um when he's doing his address to the public is like is like um what's it called uh press conference when he's doing his press conference he's just like oh and like all the stuff about my daughter is you know like there's also a person at the book signing that says something about losing someone yeah like i also like stuff, the part yeah. of the book oh, okay. where you talk about that is really meaningful because i lost somebody oh, is that why his wife's yeah. crying during the press conference yeah gotcha yeah and then uh, there's like a news conference talking about them and he's just like oh yeah the daughter every time something you know there's a criticism he brings up his daughter you know and it's like <laughs> yeah so yeah. a very polarizing figure it seems yes but then it cuts back to the future and the guy He's just getting woken up, you know, saying he's here, he's here, and it's I guess it's gonna be the person that's gonna be help prove his innocence. It's, and it's uh It's Michael Holt. Yeah, Mr. Terrific, right? Yeah. Mr. Terrific. Mr. Who I know, Fairplay himself. Who I know who it is because RJ had me read a whole bunch of JSA. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know who that it's is. It's the smart guy with the balls. Yeah, he he is a really smart guy with balls. That yeah. is true. <laughs> he has like little like techno balls that he uses. T-spheres. Okay. Yeah. He's a cool character. Uh, I guess he, he's just like crazy super. Like he's, he's just an ultra genius. He's, yeah. he's good he's at Mr. Everything. Fantastic without the stretchy powers. Yeah, he's just yeah, he's just a genius. Yeah, <laughs> and he could fight people. He's a static Mr. Fantastic. Well, he's like a <laughs> Olympic level athlete, and he's he's yeah, just he, like really good at everything. He's like a perfect human. Yep. So uh, he's cool. the second Mr. Terrific. Yeah. So I guess he's gonna probably figure out what's going on because he is a smart guy. And, probably, and we shall see. I like that yeah. it. I like that it keeps it really vague whether you want to believe that he did do it or not, or if he is a criminal, a war criminal, or well, for now, or what he's saying yeah, in his now. book is true. Like you yeah. really have no idea what is and isn't true. Um, because yeah, he's an unreliable narrator, basically. But the other thing is, um, I think you know the course of this book that is written by an ex CIA operative is going to be that. Uh, yeah, you. Tom, Tom King used to work for the CIA. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, he was like head of counterterrorism. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, and so I feel like the the it's crazy right. And now he writes funny pages. <laughs> well, he great. he wrote a, a book called Sheriff of Babylon that deals way more with his time in the military. I have um, to check that out. It's really good, and it's written. It's drawn by Mitch Strahd. So it's a cameo in this book. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's an Easter egg where he's uh, there's a person holding like uh, Mr. Miracle and in Sheriff of Babylon and like a couple My other books. My favorite thing is, like, on the last page, there's just this Carmine Infantino quote. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Yep, it's great. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Yeah, why is this here? But it's okay, I'm fine why with not? it. But, uh, but I, I think the, what is going to come about in this, whether or not he is the murderer of that guy specifically, we will find out that um, hero and villain and good and bad is all subjective. And he's definitely a war criminal, but he also definitely saved some people. And he's, you know, like, it's like all of these things are simultaneously true because we're more, like you can be more than one thing you know what i mean like and everything is every what was a quote i heard the other day it's like every person's um uh terrorist is someone else's uh freedom fighters 
You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, he is a war criminal if you look at it from the alien side, but he's a hero if you look at it from the, you know, the Rand side of it. So, like, yeah, I, I can't wait to see, you know, all of the lines get blurred and all the morals be, you know, uh, examined, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what Tom King does best. He, he yeah. makes you question your, your moral compass. And, and He doesn't give you a whole lot to start either. No, You no. really got to buckle in and get it get on board early he's definitely the miniseries guy he's really good he knows exactly where this is going yeah. and he's and he's you know playing that game of just like you know inch by inch giving you exactly what you need to know and nothing else um so you can kind of come to your own conclusions yep um but yep. i you know I, i'm already i'm saying that I, I right now i'm saying that i like this more than mr miracle because um there's immediately a plot like mr miracle was just existential crisis in a broad spectrum across a dude's life over many years and this feels like oh it's a murder mystery i can like grasp onto the plot now like you know what i mean like yeah yeah because mr miracle is just kind of like oh life is really bad in a lot of ways and that's <laughs> relatable and fantastic but uh you know i feel like this one has a little bit more like of a punch pun intended i guess because there's a lot of punching in it there's a lot of pew pew pew. Yeah, pew 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 pew. pew. Back to our finger guns. Uh, yeah, and the juxtaposition of the two artists is great because there are a bunch of panels where he's literally shooting his laser gun and it's going pew pew, and then it's like him sitting on like the uh, Washington Monument steps going pew pew, just like with his with his like yeah, hand finger yeah. guns. It's kind of great. <laughs> yeah, it's really well done. I re- I'm, I really like this first issue. Yeah, it's so good. Also, uh, I someone pointed out to me on the front on the cover. There's so there's two covers. There's a there's an Evan Shaner cover and there's a Mr. Odds cover. Mr. Odds cover or on the Evan Shaner cover it says Amazing Science Fiction, and on the Mr. Odds it's Amazing Science Fiction. That that person Question? was me. Oh, was it you? When we were at the shop. The uh, Wednesdays are a blur. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. That, that person was me. Was I'm me. right here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your help. He was uh, part of what. Casey's coworker has started to describe as the sound tornado at the shop. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is when the four of us get together on Wednesdays. Yeah, because we're the only loud screaming. people in that store. Well, yeah, we have to scream yeah. over all the other loud people. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. It's okay. We'll just uh, go to the back. Yeah, we'll just get into the corner, <laughs> qu- whisper quietly to each other. It's not like we don't talk to enough each other enough here on, yeah, on a microphone. That's true. But Wednesdays are special. They are. It's, it's a new time. comic book day. We're full of life. <laughs> the week hasn't completely run us down yet. It's like Christmas every week. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Santa comes and brings us comics. That's me. I'm Santa. Well, it's Diamond. I'm, Sa- I'm Santa. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Diamond, it's, actually. Well, you know. <laughs> it's International Women's Day. Woman Santa. <laughs> Lady Santa. Lady Santa. Yep, it's me. <laughs> uh, so, you know, part two of Strange Books. It's uh, Strange Academy number one. And it was super fun. This was a lot of fun, but nobody ever bothered to tell Doctor Strange that opening a school with teenage superheroes doesn't usually turn out very well. Yeah, he should maybe get his own private um, sentient island. Or does he know that (laughs) and thinks he can do it better? Yeah, but like Wolverine thought he could do it better. Yeah, but Doctor Strange is a dick. Yeah, he's got a bit of an ego. He's got like like a Tony Stark level ego, to be fair. Yeah. Anyway. So yes, he thinks he could do it better. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes. So I guess our main character, who is, is uh, Emily Bright, who is writing to Doctor Strange to figure out how to use her magic, because she figured out that she has it by saving her dog who got hit by a car, which is Aww. the best use of magic. Yeah, it's the only use, really. Resurrected her dog. 
Uh, so she slowly started to figure out, like, she's got powers and how to maybe use them. She, she uh, maybe animated a tree she probably shouldn't have. Yeah, she gets the, attacked uh, by a tree. and that tree and then, was a dick. Yeah, yeah. The worst sequel to The Giving Tree ever. <laughs> Dang it, I was about to make a Giving Tree joke. Um, yeah, no, she, she knows how to, she, she intuitively knows how to use magic, but doesn't know how to like pay the price so or to like speak. do certain things like yeah she can she like, can't keep it in check yeah. she's gotta kill a rabbit every time right she's a noob <laughs> yeah she's a noob <laughs> so she's rescued from this giant tree by zelma stanton who uh, works f- who's basically helps recruit to the magic school because she used to work for dr strange she's like her hagrid this is she's basically hagrid in <laughs> and this. used to date loki maybe yes oh they definitely yeah oh yeah they yeah definitely they definitely did. did yep so after a few weeks basically uh they convince her parents to let her go to magic school. Again, she's hacked. This is very Kitty Pride, right? I like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like the whole, like, no, my kid's not going to a magic school. It's like, do you know where you are? Like, do you just, like, step outside and, like, <laughs> things blow up? Like, it's Marvel. Like, I like how they were like, the answer's no. And then, like, six panels later, they're like, all right, goodbye, honey. Have fun at magic school. Yeah. So they wore it down, and then they just go through a door and then go through a little portal, and then they're just in New Orleans. Um, where the academy is because they can hide amongst all of the strange people that live in New Orleans. So she's like Hawkman. It's like the voodoo capital of the world. Exactly. So it's kind of... It's can, also just the freak capital of the world, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I've never been, but I'm dying to go. Oh, yeah. That's where Hawkman is. No. <laughs> you want to get a good occult bookstore. Yeah, dude, totally. <laughs> you need to go to yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, seriously. And then this is where we get introduced to so many characters yeah it's like a whirlwind the the next the pretty much the rest of this book is just introductions to all of the characters who i guess there's a a pixie or fairy named shaley uh two asgardians named eric and alvi uh a frost giant who's there um loki pops in for a hot minute uh, yeah, because he's, you know, king of the frost. Then we get Doyle Dormammu. Doyle Dormammu. <laughs> the son of Dormammu. Doyle. Right, um, Dormammu had a son and named him Doyle. That's what I'm saying. Doyle. Also, why does Dormammu's son have a pumpkin head? Also, I thought it was just jack o I thought it was jack o yeah. too. I was like, oh, man, jack o with another book. just the way Humberto Ramos draws Dormammu. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Because that's, that's kind of what Dormammu's face looks like. It kind of looks like weird... a ski mask. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's kind of always got that weird bumpy, like, pumpkin-y looking texture to it um and then so all these people pop in they're like some of them are villains and not so they're kind of fighting and then dr voodoo is like enough of that nonsense you yeah, fucking yeah, some idiots. of them are just like mortal enemies like the yeah. frost giant and the asgardians you yeah. know <laughs> like um so again a lot of this is just introductions and stuff so that, uh then they get like a tour of the school i'll just talk about like the building's old and um, the the main instructor's brother voodoo yeah. Yeah, he's like the headmaster. Of like the there's, you know, their room to learn about the cosmos is just space. Uh they have like actual like classrooms and like the libraries where I think they have a nice line where like some of the books and scrolls predate time itself and then the one kid's like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like how does how <laughs> I'm is that feeling a thing? not much here does. <laughs> I also really like this guy Toth. The guy who jumps into the swamp. He's like yeah. man yeah. thing. He's, he's from the swamps of Weird World. Yeah, he's yeah. He's, he's man thing from Weird World, so he's made of crystals, which is great. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, he's he's he just fantastic. Wants to swim. Which also, there's like a part where like somebody was about to touch him, and I was like, "Wait, did did you burn at the touch of he of, just doesn't want of that shit. version of?" I think he's just a weird kid. He's a weird kid, but like, if he has the same powers as man thing, he would just make that kid like burn. <laughs> maybe maybe they don't know fear. Yeah, yeah maybe he doesn't know fear. Uh, so then all the kids get pet, get their roommates. Uh, our main character gets teamed up with Shaylee, 
the fairy and they become very enthusiastic very fairy. fast friends uh dormammu and one of the asgardians <laughs> he's uh, like can i get up with my brother and they're like no that's that's the whole point of the room assignments you can't just him and doyle brother. are one of the best it's like yeah i'm not i hate i hate you it's like okay cool <laughs> me too and then i'm gonna hate get, rooming with you yeah <laughs> then we get our, introduced to our last two characters one of which is um i think his name's calvin and then who's uh, just the little boy from up yeah, yeah. Who's just a little boy from up, and then Desi, who is um, <laughs> a demon from Limbo, <laughs> who just pops out of nowhere and just like starts saying things like, "Why are you know?" Someone's like, "Why are we here?" She's like, "Because of death, because of you, because of us, because of life." Mm-hmm. And then the one character is like, "Well, that's a bit extra," and she's like, "My name is Despair, but you can call me Desi. I'm a demon from Limbo, and I can see the dark, painful, desperate side of all things at all times. So yes, I'm a bit, as he said." extra dude same yeah very relatable (laughs) so it's just a collection of teenage magic users from all levels and backgrounds they're living in a house what could go wrong (laughs) um pretty much then uh you know again they they, the main character bright and shaley they they become fast friends they're both enthusiastic they're on the same page as we're talking about dormammu and the other guy we're like yeah i hate it yeah cool whatever like they're they, yeah, they're gonna be cool. like frenemies yeah, uh, yeah. they're oh, more totally. like rivals at this point <laughs> and then um what was the man thing guy toth toth he has his roommates uh looks like it's Girman, and he's just he's just like hey what's up i'm Girman, and then he just doesn't say anything just stares at him he's like, <laughs> oh, okay yeah, all right <laughs> honestly um, the perfect roommate yeah <laughs> yeah it's true he's made of crystals he doesn't say anything you just you just keeps to himself want to be a roommate with toth <laughs> and then we have we have Desi and this other I don't know if I caught this her name, the woman that she's rooming with, Desi. I don't know, I didn't catch it either. She's got a lot of voodoo stuff, man. Yeah, she's got a lot of voodoo stuff and basically Desi's like, oh, is it hard living? Is it hard? She's like, What well, no, it's fine. It's like, no, your secret. I don't have a secret. I know your I know your secret. Like you don't know no, I know it. Like it's fine. <laughs> no, no, I won't tell okay. anybody. It's like, Get oh. her away from it, me. It, 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 it is my but she says it's like it is my burden. I will never tell. Yeah, it's like, ooh, okay. Can I get another roommate, please? <laughs> um, and then this is where we get introduced to the rest of the staff. So Brother Voodoo seems to be like the main guy. And the dormitory resident, he's a mindful one. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> yeah, so Zelma is the keeper of arcane and magical items. The ancient one uh, is just going to be there. The mindful one is the dormitory <laughs> resident and personal chef. And then their guest professors are Hellstorm, Nico Minoru, Scarlet Witch, Magic, and Shaman. And then, uh, obviously, Doyle, Dormammu, is like, uh, how is Doctor Strange not here? How are you going to have a school of a bunch of teenage sorcerers and not have the Sorcerer Supreme? And I, <laughs> Brother Voodoo's like, that's a good question. And all of a sudden, he just pops in while fighting this giant monster. <laughs> and Doctor Strange summons the children to come fight, as one does. And yeah. your hey, school. Hey, you're a magic- bunch of children. You want to help me <laughs> yeah. fight this interdimensional beast? <laughs> so you get a sneak peek of like all of their like little powers, like uh, and like their levels of magic. Yeah, we um, get a couple of really great splash pages. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the only one who's really doesn't really know what's going on with their powers yet is. Uh, the, the girl that from the beginning emily bright emily bright uh, everyone else seems to be pretty comfortable because well, everybody else is from magical realms where magic yeah. is just a regular part of life yeah and she's just kind of like i just kind of live in the bronx i guess i don't really know <laughs> just live in the bronx <laughs> the bronx is its own kind of magic <laughs> yeah that is true terrifying magic um so they first uh so they make quick work of him and then dr strange kind of gives him gives his speech uh about the, the town basically saying is like 
You're probably freaking out how awesome and scary this is. You're probably thinking we don't need to be here because we're already you're already badasses. But um, either way, soak it in, have fun, and most of all, try not to die. <laughs> yeah, I hope you survive the experience. I was yeah. just about to say that. He's not an X Men. He doesn't get to say that. Yeah. yeah, it's like holy crap. That is his. I hope you survive the experience. Also, the though. they have a application page at the end. Yeah. I've submitted it, so I'll see you suckers later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no going to make, get no my letter the any stairs day. for me. Yeah. What makes you think you're going to get accepted, though? What makes you think that I'm not going to get accepted? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. I've never seen you conduct magic before. I've been I'm talking like, to snakes for years, okay? I'm getting into dude, that school. Some of the questions on here are so good. It's like, if Dermamo is levitating a quarter, 30 centimeters above your desk and you cast a deflection spell correctly, how many rabbits should appear? <laughs> <laughs> if an astral projection is moving at 90 kilometers per minute toward the edge of the Earth's atmosphere, how long would it take to reach the blue area of the moon? That's just math. <laughs> And That's then, just math. And then, so and then math, we'll, in some ways, math is math. And then comparis- okay. <laughs> the comparisons. True. Doctor Strange is to need of a layer as ice crystals are to blank. <laughs> so there's your Strange Academy application. Uh, Actually, I brought this up at work one time. How code is really just magic because yeah. it's it's a collection of words that, when said in the right way, Do will make something happen. It's Jesse Quick. And then they fired you. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, Adam, we need you to stop uh, talking like that. You need then, to... then you set it and you, you get super speed. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, get some coffee and stop being high at work. <laughs> <laughs> Could you really clean up your desk area? There's like too many like tomes and, and <laughs> rituals and I do have crystals. A, I have a bunch of uh, um, Cthulhu guys. Nice. Not shocked. Yeah. <laughs> And my 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 pocket mythos <laughs> figures. Pocket mythos. Uh, that's so good. But uh, yeah, that's this week. We made yeah, it. That's last week's comics. Woo woo! What's coming out? What's coming out today? I'm just excited for decorum number one. Jonathan oh yeah, John Hickman and that's um, his image book, right? Yeah, uh, and uh, Huddleston is the artist. I believe. Sean's yeah. favorite thing, an X Men number one. Oh god, an X Men number one. Another one. What's this Hellions. one? Now? Oh, Fuck. of course. Wait, really? And uh, Cable also. Uh, I wait. do love Cable. Maybe not. Wait, I don't think Hellions is this week because okay. I know I know no, Cable. Cable is. I see. Yeah, Kid Cable. Yeah. Um. Yeah, let's yeah. see what else we Hellions got. Hellions must be next week. I Ant- think so. This oh, month. we got Ant Man though. Uh, RJ. Yay! Thor number four. We just talked about Ant Man. Uh, <laughs> Ant Man's the one writing Hellions. So yep, got it. There you go. Hawkeye is out. Uh, Jim's sense and storyteller ghosts. New means did we already say sure new means Also, there's more new means. God, why? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'll probably read Moonshine. Safe Sex is out. Oh, uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunters. That looks like it might be cool. Maybe I'll do a Star Wars book. I feel like I, all the Star Wars books are good. I'm just behind on all of them. And that's why we don't do any Star Wars books on the show. I mean, we covered that one. Yeah, that was yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you wanted to rag on it i wasn't <laughs> ragging on it i just said i didn't like it as much as i usually Stealth, you didn't like uh, it as much as the uh the old eu right yeah because it's got uh i'm blanking on his name dash rindar yeah <laughs> gotcha maybe dash rindar will show up in tales of the bounty hunters who knows that would be totally rad yep yeah stealth number one not sure what that is but it's it's, it's a new image book it's coming out nebula it's a kind of a small week for us it looks like the man who effed up time number Ooh. two we can learn about more Abe Lincoln and dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's this week's comics after last week's comics. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram la- at last week's comics. If you like what you hear, you want more, give us your money by going to duelinggenre.com slash support. All you billionaire listeners out there. 
Not only will you help us keep the lights on here at Tales from the Short Box, but you'll also get a ton of Patreon-exclusive content from the whole Dueling Genre family. And please support your local comic shop. Get out there, buy some comics, and we'll see you next week. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>